Hey, hello, welcome, sunshine people. How are we all doing? How is everybody? We're on the turn. We're on the way. We're on the way back to the new normal, whatever that is. But it feels good, eh? The shackles coming off, people loosening up, people getting back to some, um, yeah, normal, sensible way of mind. I like that. Um, Hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's safe. Hope everybody's enjoying the weather right now. we're back. We're back for another episode. We want to say um, thank you for the sweet messages we've had for the last episode with Little Sunny Souls. Um, it was lovely. Like I said in the intro and on the lead up to that one going out, uh, we, we sit in here in this studio and we do the odd family, just hit record. The kids love messing about with the mics and stuff. And we figured, my wife and I, that you know, in many, many years to come, it'll be fun to have this little archive to listen to and now we've got producer Aiden in the ranks, who's just bubbling with ideas and energy. Um, yeah, it was wicked that he did that little that little uh, animation, and we've got one coming with Sunshine's little brother, um, Jesse. So little Jesse, who's a year younger than Sonny, um, we went on a camping trip, uh, a wild camping trip, a little while back, and um, uh, got a kind of ten fifteen minutes nice chat with with little Jesse unassuming in the woods just him and I really sweet lovely little boy powerful Jesse um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna do something with that as well in a similar vein we'll we'll um we'll knock up a little anime for that one as well um and I got a message from a couple of people with regards to the intro that um Aiden designed which was a little bit of a a nod at the midnight gospel <clears throat> when Clancy bolts in through the the simulator into the the next universe that he's entering yeah we we kind of like the idea of that with the kids you know because these intros for the kids possibly being on here every now and again i like the idea of you know they're blasting off into this world and we're helping them discover it so yeah thank you for those kind messages thank you to new listeners um i said on the last intro i've not been in the anchor um i've not been on the anchor dashboard for a while to have a look who's listening and, and bits and bobs like that. So I'm doing that right now as we speak. <clears throat> I'm going to drop in there and have a look. But welcome to new listeners. We've had some lovely messages. We've had some um, guests put forward to us. Um, some really interesting interesting guests, interesting ideas for people that, um, that, that want to come and share a story. So we're over the moon with that. It's been, it's just been, um, yeah, in, in a weird and quiet time for podcasts, a kind of different time, especially for little podcasts that are unestablished like mine. Um, it's been it's been really nice getting these messages. And as we get back to commuting and working and doing whatever we're doing, I think the podcasts are going to creep back in. But I just want to mention and shout out a few of the places in the UK that are listening. So we've got Nottingham and Lincoln, where we are, East Midlands, Lincoln City, historical Lincoln, um, Barnsley, London, um, Ashford, Gainsborough, um, Camberwell, Salisbury, Martlock, Hartford, Croydon, Leeds, Chester, Scunthorpe, Manchester. I'm not sure how to pronounce this one, but Bozy, B O Z E A T. Powerful Bozy, Harrogate, Stockport, Rugby, Dorchester, uh, Colleton, Princes, Princes Risborough, Chelsea, Sheffield, Ipswich, Mablethorpe, Grays, 
Um, Whiz Beach, Birmingham, Sandown, Selby, Woodall Spa, Chesterfield, Cannock, um, Witness, Acton, Portsmouth, Bridlington. It's just mad, Leamington Spa, and it goes on and on and on. So that's bizarre to think someone's in a traffic jam listening to me waffle on, but... If you are, and if you're in any of those places I've just mentioned, I just want to send a powerful uh, wah, Thai wah, hands clasped, prayer-like in front of the chest. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. It's um, it's awesome to think that people might be taking a little bit of something away from these chats with ordinary people with, you know, ordinary lives, which strangely we're all attached to and we all experience in one way or another. So thank you, everybody. And powerfully, we're gender-driven. We're kind of... we're predominantly female at the moment since we've dipped into this um this pandemic we've become just just predominantly female by about 54 percent over 44 percent which is which is really cool yeah um and we have had some wonderfully powerful guests powerful lady guests on and um we've got another one coming up soon so i'll talk more about that at the end Thank you, everybody, for new listeners. Thank you, the hardcore who have stuck with us since the, the the first podcast in late January. And I noticed on a podcast I'd put out recently, I think someone asked me, it might have been a Lindsay Clayton episode, she asked me when did I start the podcast, and for some reason I said July. So I don't know what was going on there, but end of January, 27th was the first episode with Matt. Any music lovers out there, anybody who likes the idea of bohemian travel life, punk rockers from the 70s, I suggest he's a two-parter. He's episode one and two. What a mad story Matt's got. We're actually in talks with Matt to get back on now. We've got the video set up and just delve into his life because he's just got rainbow after rainbow and mad colourful stories and experiences. So, yeah, it's all good. So thank you, everybody, for that. Um, Sponsors, we are brought to you by Go Deep Flotation Therapy. Wonderful, wonderful people. Sick for July, back in business. I think they're fully booked. I can't even get in there at the minute. Um, the CBD they're doing now is on the way. I've got some of that coming, so I'm looking forward to getting on that and seeing how that, that feels and probably having some of that and then going and having a float as well. So check them out. Go deep. Flotation. Get yourself on the website. Get yourself booked in. Get yourself an hour in a float pod and disappear into the blue, beautiful unknown of the upside down of the internal real you. And let your body relax and get rid of some inflammation, some tension, and some shite and some stress. Our other sponsors: Lincolnshire Cryolab.co.uk. They are going bonkers. I was trying to again trying to get in myself, and a couple of times I've had Matt's been available. Aforementioned Matt Matt Frost episode one and two. Um, he is the proprietor of the Function First Fight Academy and in that academy they are blessed with being one of the most highly equipped in the world, never mind in the country, with having cryotherapy and flotation therapy within the Academy of the Mixed Martial Arts and Self-Defence there. Um, so powerful Function First and Matt in particular. Um, but yeah, he's. I've been trying, I've got a couple of friends who are struggling with inflammation and stress and um, skin allergy and certain things that are happening and desperate to try and get them in and squeeze myself in as well. But it's just full on since they reopened, I think a couple of three weeks ago. I think a lot of people have maybe been paying mind to immune systems and future pandemics and what can you do? Um, something that I talked about a lot in these intros and outros as I am, um, I guess you could say I'm a, you know, crazy, uh, what do they call those fundamental Christians? Um, I'm like that about these two therapies because I just love them. I love them on so many levels. And the fact that they do so so much good for you, um, as well as in being a bit of a wacky experience and fun thing to do. Um, evangelical, that's what I am. I'm evangelical about the flota- flotation therapy and the cryotherapy. But yeah, he's 
chock a block. I mean, I might have to put extra sessions on. Um, so again, both of these, go deep for flotation therapy and cryotherapy.co.uk. Code word chew, 10%. Get yourself down there. Get in there and uh, enjoy that and let us know how you were, how you got on. Okay, uh, Pod Bible, flying through it. They are wonderful. Um, we've had some nice messages from people who've joined us who have read uh, the latest issue of or found us in the issue and commented on YouTube stuff and sent us uh, messages through the socials. So thank you and welcome. Um, the, uh, I think, founding... Uh, member of the Pod Bible team, Stu Whiffin, who is also hardcore listing um, podcast co-host with Chris Glasson, and he also does Off the Beaten Track, which is a fantastic podcast, and also co-hosts with Scroobius Pip Yo and um, forget Adam's second name. This is terrible. Apologies to Adam. I'm going to get it up now. Richardson. My name is Ad. If you look for My Name Is Ad on Instagram, you can find Adam. <clears throat> Adam Richardson, Scroobius Pip and Stu are the Pod Bible um, directors, owners, um, believers. So they are the guys that are, are bringing us this this kind of hub, this central guide, this um, essential guide to podcasting. And um, yeah, they've been nothing but, but helpful to us, supportive. Um, it's been amazing. And we... I'm going to announce now. I've got some really cool news. Stu Whiffin is going to be on the podcast. We are booked in at uh, some point next week to do a pod. He's going to appear on Chew the Chat, and we're going to dig into Stu's um, life and history. And he's one of these guys that um, that I was listening to long before I got to meet him, and and uh, you know our paths cross. And just. Like I guess for all of you guys listening, you know, you listen to podcasts because you feel like you know you're on you're in, on the page or you're tuned in or there's certain things you're just vibing with the host or the or the style of the show or the topics or whatever it may be. And I certainly feel that with Stu myself. You know, he's uh, he's he comes from a history of being in bands. Um, loves his music. He's encyclopedic with his music. Um, he loves his wild swimming and being out there and getting experiences. You know, great dad always with his kids, you know, doting, really good work ethic, always cracking on with something and just an all-round nice guy, you know. And he loves his training as well. I think he does quite a bit of kickboxing and has done over the years and keeps himself in shape and loves his MMA. And, yeah, I just was banging tune with those guys and it's been nice to get to know um, to get to know Stu um, over over the time and yeah we have the odd natter and he's coming on and it'll be really cool to, to chew the chat with him and, and see where that goes because he's got all sorts of stories and wonderful experiences and he's a lovely lovely chap so that's up and coming coming soon um, talking of wild camping I just can't get enough um, I don't know if it's this pandemic and being locked in the house or what um, I always like to walk always like to get out always knew the woods were good you know you could find me in the woods many weekends just walking with the kids and feeding the ducks and so on but now I've got a bag on my back and I'm not coming home for 24, 48, 72 hours. It is magical. And um, lots of my friends um, have been coming with me, guys who haven't done it before, guys who are pro that I've realised, you know, like Dave McGregor, um, who you've heard on the podcast a couple of times now, episode nine, and then I think it was 13 when we did, now 14? I don't remember, just dig it out, have a look. But we did, a, we did actually, I, I sneakily recorded on the phone, just recorded us chatting when we were several IPAs and CBD pipes in. Um, yeah, and it was interesting. It was a lovely chat. And since then, I've been out. And every chance I get, I think I've been out 
by the end of this week, at the time of recording, um, this intro, outro, I would have been out five times, I think. So loving it. I'm just finding a total reconnection to some meaning. And I think the pandemic's got to have something to do with it, the lockdown, the idea of no contact. But then ironically, when you are out there, you're in the middle of nowhere, you're just on your own and you're just in awe of just the just the beauty and the simplicity and you know it's a some kind of therapy i am loving it so um got some cool trips planned with friends and i was toying with the idea of maybe maybe doing a little short video you know like a 40 minute pod or something like that we'll take it take one of the cameras from the studio we've got like a field mic you know and i'd love the idea of it and the one that i did with dave was so impromptu i mean it, you know the audio itself is just it's literally just the memo on the iphone and it was cool because we were laid down and i just hit record on the memo and didn't even think about it again you know forgot about it it's a great big file on my phone that i had to chop up but you know we didn't think about it and that is the fucking dichotomy of wild camping because you don't want to whip a fucking phone out and technology and microphones and shit and shite but there's some magic there that if we can share a little bit of it you know maybe it does trigger something for somebody and yeah i'm gonna get out there you know because it certainly has done for me you know i want to give a shout out to um Hayes outdoors so I was digging around once I got once I went out the first time with with Dave McGregor. I started digging around in YouTube trying to find somebody or something that was vibing, and I came across Hayes Outdoors. Who, ironically, I, I think I came across him because I was listening to Matt Morgan Funny How podcast, Matt Alla Russell Brand sidekick, and he'd gone camping with him. So it was this nice kind of full circle because I'm a big fan of Russell Brand and Matt Morgan and the whole Noel Gallagher leg of his life. So I'm always listening in there. <clears throat> and it was nice that Hazy was on his podcast. So I'd found Hazy kind of on the side on YouTube, was watching his videos. Then I, then I heard him on the podcast on Matt Morgan's. And I thought, oh, this is this is meant to be. It's beautiful. Wonderful, magical world of podcasts. So I've been following Hayes Outdoors, Paul Hayes. He's a lovely lad. Um, yeah, and he's just fired me up and sort of made me think, yeah, should I whip the camera out one time? You know, yeah, I think I will. I think I will take one of the cameras up and I think we'll do a... We'll do like a 40-minute, nothing crazy. I don't want the night taken over by setting fucking tripods up and God knows what. But, yeah, definitely maybe take one camera, set up a frame and just have a chat for 40 minutes. I think I'll do that in the future when the time feels right. But for now, it is all about just fucking unplugging and leaving the digital shite and the noise and all of it behind and just getting humbled by, have we got enough water? Are we going to be dry? Fucking look at how beautiful this is. That's it. So that's where we are. So loving that. Um, in other news, this podcast you're going to listen to today is um, it's been it's beautiful. And as listeners, long term listeners or recent listeners who you know last few episodes or going back in the back catalogue will know that uh, recently lost a friend, a, one of my best friends growing up. You know, um, first time I've lost anybody outside of grandma and granddad. I've been so lucky and I've been reflecting on how lucky I've been. I've been reflecting on how lucky my particular family is because we're a big family. Um, uh, and we've got, as most families have, lots of issues. And losing somebody for the first time, you know, outside of that, I guess it sounds callous, it sounds cold, but, you know, the lineage of your 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 older generations your grandma and granddad as sad and horrible and difficult as it is especially when you're young you kind of know that that's coming whereas a friend of yours your age you know who you love dearly leaves before you it's it's really um 
yeah, it's a mad one to sort of get your head around and think that's it. It's so final, you know. Uh, and it's I've been reflecting and meditating a lot on what does it mean to be here and the whole lockdown and you know it's just been a crazy time. Twenty twenty is definitely a year. I mean, if you were going to say, you know, a wacky year, crazy shit happening left and right, then twenty twenty is a good one to have it in, isn't it? Because it's sci fi. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been weird. It's been weird reflecting but i've been trying to extract the positives extract you know the meaningful things i can take back into my life uh, and those around me and and try and stay within the grips of that knowing that everything's finite everything's passing as george harrison said famously you know all things must pass um if you accept that and you let that wash over you something happens in those little granular moments where you just appreciate things more so i'm really Letting that in, letting that sort of bleed over me, and I guess the wild camping and being out with friends and simplifying is is really cool. And then getting to drop in here and do my little cathartic rants at the start here, whatever that may be, is cool. So this episode, um, in the wake of hearing the news about my friend Wade, who was pretty much pivotal in all my creative endeavours all the way through with his photography, he was an artist, uh, a writer. He did all the kind of main artwork for my last uh, two proper guitar bands um he he passed and i've been in talks with one of those bands that he did the artwork for and one of which his son is actually on the cover art when he was like five i think he's like 18 19 now um so the episode today is with mark foster lead guitarist lead songwriter chief of a band called live right that we were in that became i mean we were in the band for a long time before it came live right as most people listening to this who've been in bands when the kids understand that, you know, it starts with you listen to a record, you fall in love, someone can play two chords on a guitar, someone else can, but you give them a bass because you need a bass, and then someone else hits the pots and pans, and before you know it, you're a band, and then someone else comes in who's got a drum kit, and, you know, five or six people later in a year or so, you've got a name and you're actually doing a gig. So Live Right was a band that we were, I think, we started in our teens, and by the time we got round to the time we're talking about during this podcast, we were kind of early 20s and, um, yeah, we put an EP together. It was kind of just about the time MySpace came around, maybe a little bit before MySpace maybe came in when we were already up and running, but um, really interesting time. As I say, Wade was with us at all the gigs and doing the photography and, you know, kind of an art art director as well. Um, but Fozzy was the songwriter, the chief. Um, looking back, I don't know how he did it because he was a semi-pro footballer who was off getting paid and training twice a week and playing on Saturday and we were gigging and rehearsing twice a week and he was one of the first to have kids and be married. So you're going you're gonna to hear he's, he's, he's a powerful dude and, you know, he's, he's, um, he's just got that energy. He's got that glint and that energy in him um, and it was a great episode, very memorable kind of uh, reflective episode for me and he reminded me of many things good and bad <laughs> my his reflections of, of of me and one of which was when we met when we were little but um you'll you'll hear it all as, as this plays out um so yeah i really enjoyed this and it might be a, a little trigger it might be the starting of something you know you never know um but i hope you enjoy it as well i'm just looking at my list have i missed anything off of here i'm gonna play you in with uh one of the live right tracks this track um was a track that we we put we didn't actually release anything it was way before spotify and all those kinds of things i think this was around i think this ep and this recording and this period of the band that we're kind of talking about mainly is around early 2000s and i think this ep was 2006 
I think. I'll have to check that. But there is some people that have put stuff up on SoundCloud and stuff. Um, we've got to get round. If we do do something, we'll get round to putting everything together and maybe putting something on Spotify and all the platforms alike. Um, but the track I'm going to play is a track called Breakout. And what we did do was we basically had a brainwave about making a video for it. And we basically used Wade's connections at the university to accost a couple of cameras and students who knew what they were doing with those cameras and basically kidnapped them and took them up the estate of the Irmine East for, I think, two days. And we filmed a video, um, which was a kind of a day in the life. We kind of tried to make it a day in the life of of ourselves growing up, the kind of just impromptu Day on day on the estate, mooching around, looking for friends, looking for opportunities, looking for fun, trying to fill the time, you know, avoid the boredom, evade the mundane, I guess. Uh, and it was actually Wade's little boy, Alfie, who features in the video, who's kind of reflective of, of, of our younger selves in it. Um, and we did it at the time. Looking back, we were pretty pretty quick on the old YouTube. I think we were in we had it we had it up on YouTube, but something like um within the first year or 18 months of YouTube. So we were quite quick on that, looking back. Um, the video itself, um, I think we put it up somewhere. I think it's got something like 50 or 60,000 views on it at this point. Someone else has got it up on a band site, and it's, I think that's the one we've linked in. It's the only one I can find, which has got like 6,000 views or something. But it's old, it's grainy, and it, we did it you know, on the hop. Um, but yeah, you can find that on YouTube. I've linked it in as well. Um, on this on these podcast description notes, so check that out. It's uh, that track in particular was kind of I guess it encapsulates the energy of the gigs and what we're talking about within the podcast. You know the energy and the demographic, the madness, the colourful crew that followed us, football fans, and well, yeah, all the all the colourful people in the city. Um, yeah, it was a it kind of encapsulates that. So the, the track's called Breakout. Um, yeah, and it's it's a fun it's a fun track. Okay. Um, Talking of YouTube, head over, give us a sub. We're premiering these episodes in video form. So when you guys are listening to these, they come out on a Monday, as you know, audio listeners, and you downloading them or subscribing, it drops in whenever you, from that Monday onwards. But the Friday prior to those Mondays, these video episodes go out. Now, they don't come in with the intro and outro, which might suit you <laughs> just fine. Um, not listen to my shite, but they come just the video on a Friday prior and we premiere them at eight o'clock. Um, and it's been going great. The premiere is great because it's got the live chat and everything in it. And um, yeah, it's nice being in there and watching them sort of unfold in real time and people chatting and leaving nice messages. So that's cool. Um, so head over to the chat podcast on YouTube and hit subscribe and hit the notification bell and then shit will just drop in and you'll know what's going on. And um, yeah, share it to a friend, tell a friend and our luck will never end. So yeah, the tracks break out. The band's live riot. Enjoy this episode. Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to Pod Bible. Thank you um, for everybody who sent kind messages. And without further ado, this is episode number 19 of the Chew the Chat podcast with Mark Foster. <laughs> Try and find another way 
Cheers, Mark. Yeah, cheers, mate. Good to see you, it's brother. It's brilliant to see you. Nice one. You look exactly the same, which... Do I? I didn't expect anything less. Well, you don't look any different. <laughs> You've got a bit of, bit of, bit of grey in the beard, mate. Mm. Apart from that, mm. aren't we all? If it's good enough for Clooney, it's good enough for me, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how are you doing? I'm doing very well, mate. Yeah, all good. It's yeah. been um, a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, too long. Very long time. Very long time and too long. I, um, I was thinking, I've just been talking to Aidan. We've just been playing a guitar, haven't we? And uh, talking about music and history, and obviously it's been a strange week. Friends of ours have left the earth, and yep. we've been chatting a lot. In fact, you were the one who told me what had happened, and um, yeah, just a lot of reflection. Been it's been weird. It's been um, it's strange, isn't it? When somebody leaves, you kind of come into contact with other people that you've kind of already left. 
Yeah. In a physical sense. Yeah. I think I think it's a lot to do with the age, our age, mm. and and things start to happen at around our age, mm. and you reflect a lot more, don't you? Getting a bit deep straight away, aren't we? Mm. But you do, you reflect, and all of a sudden, everything that was seems like a past life, doesn't it? It's that mm. long ago. Yeah, definitely. It yeah. comes into back into reflection. You think actually, you know, it's it's a shame that everything just got lost and. Mm. You, your life moved on completely and made, you made new plans, met new people, and that's all good. Mm. But you forget what you've left behind. And a lot of the time, you, it's, that's, that's not a good thing, I don't think, sometimes. No, it's weird because it's an, that, that path is the kind of necessary path, isn't it? Because you can't carry everything everywhere, can no, you? No, true. And you have to weave into the... But yeah, it is in these moments when people pass along mm. that I think that, you know, yeah, we have gone in deep, but, We're gonna you know... <laughs> It's, it, it, the, the victory ale will kick in at some point. <laughs> yeah. You can't help it when something like that happens, though, can you? Just it, you do reflect, and it was it, I. You probably would have seen Wade a lot more than I have recently, but when I did see him in town, it was like I've never I'd seen him yesterday. Mm. And he was just telling me all about his music, and obviously I'd been doing a bit on the um, open mic scene anyway, mm -hmm. and seen Springy, and Springy mm -hmm. does a lot on the open mics, and he was, mm -hmm. obviously does a bit with Wade, and mm -hmm. so all of a sudden I'd sort of. Not gone back into that world, but no, but you're you're moving in that circle. Became became connected with it again, yeah. Mm. So, um, my sister is, you know, Lincoln. You're never far away from someone who knows someone else. My yes. sister's obviously friends with mm. some of Wade's family as well. Mm. So, mm. it's um, yeah, it's yeah. Well, you mentioned me seeing him. I haven't seen him, and it was really ironic because he reached out to me. How it worked with myself and Wade, and for listeners, first of all, Mark Foster. We, we we started musical lives together in our teenage years. Yeah. Um, today's guest, long time friend. I lived in your house. I love your parents. We've got a lot to get through. Um, but yeah, our friend who passed away, who I mentioned on the introduction to a couple of the previous podcasts, Wade Benson, one of my personal best friends growing up, you know, college and everything together. Yeah, he passed away. So, um, but yeah, I didn't get to see him as much as, as, as we'd like. As you mentioned at the start of this chat, you know, like, Lives go in different directions, and Wade is, you know, it's it's well documented that he struggled. You know, he went down a, a different road and struggled with his mental health, and he would have peaks and troughs, and he was on kind of a felt like a three year cycle to me, where mm. he would hit that good spell and maybe get a year out of a good spell, and then he would, you know, the medications and things would start to change, and then he would be back in a centre where he'd have to be looked after and so on, and um. I guess how you've seen him, you know, in those moments when he's out doing the music and stuff, he was mm. in that good space, super creative. That was when he'd be pumping out sonnets off the top of his head and like, <laughs> but he did, he reached out to me. It was really quite difficult actually, because he'd literally reached out to me the week before and we were setting up him coming here to have tea and stuff and going to sit in here and do this and just rip it all that. back down to the bones. And then, um, and then I literally came downstairs from putting my kids to bed and you'd, you'd got in touch and said, he wasn't here and it was like, wow, that was really raw and shed a lot of light on, yeah, I think you said it as well about our age, where we are at this moment mm, in mm. time. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of, you start thinking, wow, that was 20 something years ago. You're old enough it's, to say that I, I was an adult then. It's mad, isn't it? It's and it mad. was 20 something years ago. I know. I think, like I say, it brings it all into sharp focus and I, I've had a lot of change in my personal life over the last few years and I think... Um, you do reflect, you naturally reflect, and you think to yourself, actually, you, what the path you're on, is it is it the right path? Are you, are you doing the right things? Mm. And all of a sudden, 39 years old, 40 years old next year, and it's like, 
you know, I don't feel it. I don't feel like... You don't look it, so... <laughs> well, that's a fucking... Oh, powerful yeah. fuzzy. <laughs> powerful fuzzy. All that football, you, all that, all you've that got to sharp that. thinking. You've got to say you, No, you are. You look, you look really well, mate. And Thanks, you, you mate. look happy. And I know you've been through a difficult period, as you mentioned, hmm. you know, so... But it's, it's having that strength, isn't it, sometimes, to, to adjust and pivot and kind hmm. of accept things. Yeah, you've, you've got to... You've got to accept things quickly. But then all of a sudden, it's funny, you just go on, you go on a bit of autopilot, really, and just referring back to Wade, he would obviously, things would come into sharp focus for him, he'd probably get better, get well, and then all of a sudden, quite quickly, he'd slip back again. And mm. So what he probably couldn't do is is, is keep that, that, sustained. Run, that, that sustained mm. getting better, do you know what I mean? It's, mm. and just it's, stay on that even keel, but there was, yeah, a, there was yeah, a genius yeah. to him, you know, he had that kind of, and I've, that's, that's something I'm trying to, I'm trying to relate to my wife who knew Wade a little bit but didn't know him as well as she'd have liked mm. and trying to, what in reflection, and I knew it at the time, but more so now than ever, I think, is how how unbridled he was in his self, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's he's, hard to convey he, that, isn't it? He's, yeah, he was just him, he'd like wear what he's wearing, mm. crazy, funky, eccentric, you know, never really negative, always positive and, and I think... And I look back at my time with him, it feels like, yeah, I took, I definitely took some of that, whether I knew it or not at the time, like just kind of a bravery to be who you are and just... I, I, yeah, I think growing up as we did in the time that we did, I think it, you all, you, you're, you're, you're from a certain part of the city, you, you, you do the same things as everybody else and all, but like the music thing lifted us away oh, from it, didn't it? Escape, it, yeah. we, it was definitely an escape. And, he, and with Wade, he, he was... He was already doing that, and I, and I said this to Springy the other day. And he, he was to us. He was a couple of years older, or whatever. And he was he was in a band, and we were like, and I was just saying that to Aiden. It was like because there was no internet there then, was, was there? There was nothing. They were, you saw them boys come round the corner. That photo we shared the yeah, other day, them yeah, four yeah. boys. I, yeah. And when I saw that photo, which again for listeners, you know, I will share it and we'll link it in. But that photo of that that band at the time they were called the Rain, mm. with Wade Benson as a singer, yeah. Gaz Jury on the guitar. Steph Smalley on the drums, Little Rennie, and John Smith on the mm, bass. Yeah. And I can remember, I think it was where you were going there, is like, they came around the corner at the shops and it was like, fucking hell, they're like, they are like the Stone Roses. Because <laughs> you didn't have, you had the Enemy magazine and Melody Maker, yeah. Top of the Pops, yeah. and the real, the, the bands. You, yeah. you, you know, for us to see lads on the estate that were like, fucking hell. Well, there was, it was the time when bands were becoming fashionable again. Wasn't it? Mm. it was, you're coming out of rave, you're going into... Early 90s, you know. Early 90s, you're going into... Oasis is starting to come, and, 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 and yeah, Britpop, the farm had already done it, and all of a sudden it's starting to happen. And like, hang on a minute, it's quite, it's cool to be in a band and play the guitar, and but someone was already doing it. Yeah. People who we knew, and we saw them, we're like, fucking hell, that's that, I have a bit of that. And but, and I think referring it back to Wade again, it was, it, he was part of it. He was the singer. I remember him dedicating a song at Grafton House to his mum, mm. and I remember, I remember thinking to myself, oh god, that's what Liam Gallagher does. But then thinking to myself, actually, I haven't mind doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but great, dedicated. Yeah. And his mum was in the crowd, and it was yeah. just. And I just we just wanted to do that, didn't we? We just wanted to be mm. on stage and and be in a band, and that was all we wanted to do as a fifteen-year-old really, kid. Really powerful, and mm. yeah, and we did, didn't we? We did. We went on and got it done, and it was weird because I was talking to, I think, uh, who's telling? I think it was one of, Michael McKernan, who I worked with. Episode thirteen, check it out. Great laugh. Really pissed. Fucking <laughs> bonkers. Um, yeah, we were talking about it and how kind of the spirit of of those four doing that band has kind of come right through everything that we've done mm. in many ways, you know, yeah. because Steph's the drummer in bands that we've been in, mm. you know, I've got canvas print from 20, 18, 15 years ago, something like that of us lot 
playing and there's John Smith on the bass. Wade had t- done all the photography for the bands. His mm. son was on, on our band's um, artwork and stuff. He did the artwork for my other band, Lost Souls, that I went on to do. He did the artwork for all that original artwork. So that kind of backbone has kind of found its way into everything that we've mm. done. But what a lift and definitely an escape, you know, for, like say, for us. And you had your football as well. I had mm. my football for a bit. But yeah, it was um, it was a, an emotional week. And yeah, I think... Um, like this lockdown, like this whole period we're in, a lot of reflection, a lot of mm. kind of like, what, and, and our age, you know, mm. where is it all going? And well, most people I know who've been in lockdown have bought fucking puppets. That's all they've done. Everyone's bought, I'm going to buy a dog. I'm going to buy a dog. Everyone's gone fucking mental. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears> I'm just like, yes, it sent people mental. But that, that, yeah, sorry, being serious, that happening was just like, um, bolt from the blue, really. And yeah. it just brings back, it, it brings everything into sharp focus. And, now, we'd already been talking about music and yeah. how, how we can move forward. Or well, that, we do was, some that, stuff. Yeah, that was so strange because I got the news, as you said, like you move along in your life, mm. you know, and I've it's been less and less for me to way to actually get together because the dynamics of us, I've got three kids, married, got a mm. business, yeah, got yeah, this, yeah. Pod, you know, like and kind of I'm in a I've left the drugs and the madness way behind at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, and waves moving in that world where you know it's just not we're just not mm. so it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go and get him every now and again and bring him in. We'd have food and we made a uh, we made a track last time we did it. We made like a drum and bass track, <laughs> which he he did a like an impromptu a cappella just vocal on it, which is amazing. By the way, is it? Like, it, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with it, and mm. as you allude to music and stuff. <clears throat> but that's how I would see him every now and again, and that got less and less because the gaps get bigger and yeah. bigger. And but um, well, it gets in the way. But for you, for 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 us to have been chatting as we have, we and again for listeners, we've been the band that we're talking about is is Live Riot, a band from that estate that kind of grew out of a couple of bands that amalgamated out of that that very set of lads. Mm. Um, and we were kicking things around and possibilities, and I think we all know we're at an age where you know maybe there's some fun to have. Yeah. And it was so strange for me to get that news <clears throat> from you lads from that period of my life about my friend from that period. Of, do you know what mm. I mean? It's like it's like I was kind of back in that. It's, it's, there's, there's a synergy there in terms of, you know, and I think it's getting a bit flipping full of it, but I honestly believe things happen for a reason sometimes. Mm. And it's it's almost like, you know, we've, we've you've got to grasp any opportunity you have. And, and someone like... Wade, who was such an integral part of everything we mm-hmm. started and, and carried on doing in our twenties, mm-hmm. you know, he he would have been front row and centre at any any mm-hmm. reunion gig that we did. It'd mm-hmm. have been it would it would have been great for him. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's a shame that mm-hmm. we weren't two months in advance of where we or three months in advance mm-hmm. of where we were because it might mm-hmm. have given him a focus and mm-hmm. might have given him something to look at and something to take his mm-hmm. mind away from things that probably weren't so good for him. So. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's all hindsight, isn't it? But it's, it is, it is, and we celebrate, you know, that's one thing we will do, is absolutely. we'll carry that legacy on and, mm. you know, maybe there'll be some surprises in the in the future and we'll do something, we'll do something for Wade. But, yeah, God bless Wade and family and anybody who's listening. So, how have you been, Mark? Uh, good, mate, yeah, yeah, good. <clears throat> yeah, it's been, it's been... What year was it? When, 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 when did we kick it? When did we kick the band? Well, I think you need to go back further. I was thinking about this this morning. And the first time I can remember being with you, I think we were about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. You was down Longdale's Road. Mm-hmm. And there was, it's before, there's a housing estate now, but it was tennis, tennis courts. courts. Yeah. 
And me and you were playing tennis. I'd gone to see, I think, one of my mates who lived down there, and I only really went to see him because I was hoping that you'd be around because he wasn't really, he was a bit of yeah. an idiot. <laughs> and uh, you were around, and we were playing tennis in the back. And um, I remember it now, there was, a, there was a girl there, a couple of girls, they were playing tennis as well. So right. obviously you weren't you weren't paying any attention mm. to me. Right. You were paying attention to Oh, the was ladies. I? Yeah. Already, yeah. yeah? You was already on it. <laughs> and he did something, and I can't remember, I was trying to think of what it was. And it was, <coughs> I remember it resulted in this girl serving this tennis ball straight into my head. She thought it was me. Oh, uh, right, uh, what, uh, so I kind of provoked her You something. provoked her, probably fucking ran off, because you were little and quick, weren't you? And, and I just turned around and she smashed this tennis ball straight in my fucking face, and I thought to myself, that's classic. <laughs> and that's my first impression of you. That's the first time I can remember anything that you did. And I just thought to myself... That sums it up. I, I thought, yeah, and that, and that, that there began... Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, the saga of, uh, yeah, God, yeah. of me and you, which was a yeah. long one. And a it was, yeah. And we tied across in different ways, didn't we? Because you were exemplary as a footballer. You know, example of a fucking, you did did football properly, you know. Yeah, I was, no, I was dedicated. Not only did you have the fucking, you know, exemplary skills, but you were, you yeah. were dedicated. But we played football at similar clubs and we'd play in the rep mm. squads and mm. things like that. And then obviously living in the area and, then I've, and then having the, the music and kind of everything crossing over. And I think I even came to live with you at, at, at some you point. You did, you I? did at some point. I think it was, but we, you boys, you were in a, a little band, I think, beforehand. And I'd started a little band and right, you yeah. played at my school and we were a bit rivalrous. I fucking know what's he doing yeah. at my school. Well, that was, well. I was talking, telling my wife about it since we chatted the live riot stuff. And I, she was like, well, so when did, and I said, do you know what? The first ever gig I did yeah. was at, our in, rival high school. Yeah, in the sports hall. Which is, I think it was Comet Relief or something. It's something like that, wasn't it? But when, when I thought about it, I thought, that's fucking mad, really, because I was given permission by my school and your school. Was I was the only, yeah. I thought you just fucking steamed on like yeah, you. Well, that place. sounds better, doesn't it? <laughs> let's keep the myth. Let's, fact, let's cut, that, cut that, Aiden. <laughs> as far as I remember, we had permission, because I can remember being told I was allowed to take two people with me. So... Reason being, I was in in I was the only member for, of the band from my school. Yeah, the rest Everyone of them was in from my your school. school. Mm. And then we went to your your school. I think what? Well, yeah, I can't. Remember. I've, I've got that on VHS somewhere. You haven't? Have you really? My yeah, my it's at my mum's house somewhere. Um, but yeah, definitely got it. Definitely got it. It, it was. I, I can I can see it. I can remember it. And I, I can't remember what happened yesterday, but I can remember things right. like that. I can remember Poignant. it was. Yeah, it was. It, it was because it was my, the first time I'd ever done anything as well. And. Mm. I remember it, and again... What were we then, 14? Uh, yeah, 14, 15, I think. Um, probably year 11, so 15. 15. 15. And the, the, our, the school had a... Um, had a, a teacher's band and they you played yes. we played and then they played That's and, right. and they were called the Manic Street Teachers yes. I, I remember yes. thinking what a fucking genius name yes. but because you are a massive, I'm a massive Manic fan. fan and it, it, it was and it, I was just getting into him at that point but it, I remember thinking to myself yeah and that's why that that, it, that, just that day I just remember it for all those things stamped in yeah. your in your DNA memory yeah. but it wasn't long that we poached you and Oh, and I we, think I poached you. Didn't oh I? yeah, that was right. Yeah, I yeah. remember hearing because you had a really good name for your band. You were called Shine, weren't you? Did you were you called Shine? I think we were called Shine. Yeah, I'm That's sure. Someone said to me, "Oh yeah, Fozzie's got a band, and he's in." And, and they said the name, and at the time we were called the Vinyl, right? Because it's these little, um, these little beer mats, <laughs> little vinyl beer mats, right? But we when when we literally were in Joe Dale's shed. Shout out Joe Dale if you ever see this. And uh, I couldn't play anything, but the, these lads 
Flinny, Joe Dale were like having lessons and they were getting yeah. noise out. And we at Joe's obviously, you know, very nice sprawling Mansion. place. Big old summer house just full of equipment. It was amazing. <laughs> and I can remember just saying, look, well, we'll just turn around, don't look at me, and I'll sing. And I was telling Sam Griffiths, I did a podcast with Sam Griffiths, who was the singer of The Howl and The Hum, who were like, a band I love now, and they're on The Ascension. In fact, their album's just come out, check it out, I'll link it in, it's amazing. Telling him about this, and the first song that I sang was Help by The Beatles. That's fucking ludicrous, That's, isn't it? Yeah. I obviously didn't sing it. I just, you know, just, and then Live Forever, Oasis. I remember finishing Live Forever, Oasis, and I allowed them to turn around, right? And then I was really confident. <laughs> You're and then it was like, right, we're a, well, we're a band. We're a band, and we needed a name. We needed a name. We had some pots of paint on the shelf in this, like, summer house shed thing. And some of the paint was vinyl paint. And I was like, fucking, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's a sign. Records, records of vinyl. We're a band. We're the vinyl. We are the records. And that was it from there on in. And I think I deluded myself for a long time about uh, about that. Well, it's, but it's it's funny because I remember when, because we, we had a couple of names, I think. We went through various iterations of the band before we became Live Riot and when yes. we did what we did. But um, I think we were, I remember, I remember me, you, and I think it was Flinny or someone sat going through a dictionary. Yeah. Sat at someone's house going through fucking hell, think of a name. You know, mm. How can we get a name? And it's it, a band name is it, absolutely, it's crucial. And it's, it's it so is. hard. I've, I've never been someone who can, you've always been really <sighs> quick and creative in them situations. I have to think about it and I can't, I can't sort of shoot from the hip and like that. But you was always like bang, bang, bang. And Well, I, you know, what? I, I think about that and I think I've created a process for myself now, which is so much more organic than it used to be. Because mm. I used to think of it. I used to think, right, what could it be? And, you know, what rolls off the tongue or what fits in that? Whereas mm. I've learned over the years that actually things, and you mentioned it a minute ago, like some things just mean, some things happen and mean it. And it's like, you, if you think about those things, you go, oh, well, this has happened. There's something in that. Mm. It's like, instead of titling a song, I used to try and title a song and then write it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't, yeah. I, couldn't, I could never do that. Whereas now I just fucking steel lines off a poster or off mm. a whatever or a yeah. fucking something I've read or someone someone mm. says on a documentary and gather them up and then I, I write the song and somehow it all fits yeah it, it, but, it, but it's it's funny you should say that because I remember um, one of the songs we used to do the only time I've ever got a title before I've got the rest is when I was and it's fucking it's not very glamorous but it was a Fiat, a Fiat Punto advert or something shit some shit car but the thing came up at the end and it said safe solid beautiful what a tune and I thought to myself what a tune what, that is the, I love it. Yeah, I just loved it, and that's why I had it straight away, and and I ended up um, I, I fit I fitted the the lyrics and the and the song around poignant. that, and yeah. it was about it ended up being about the, the birth of my first yeah. my first child. So it was, yeah. but it was um, the that was the first time I'd ever done that. Usually, mm. if I'm writing, I'll just I'll just I'll, I'll have something something that starts you off, and mm. all of a sudden, like mm. you say, sometimes it just flows and it fits. And yes. people say. How do you how do you do it? How do you write a song? And I can't. I, sometimes you, I don't know. It just. I'm just saying happens. to Aiden before you came. I just playing him the little thing that I've been messing about with, trying to do something for Wade. Mm. And um, that photo. I just thought about that photo. I was basically just crying in my bedroom, and my guitar was there, and I just picked it up and just thought, you know, just just take my mind off it, just play, and then mm. melodic chords come out, and then I thought, well, no, you know, I'm going to keep doing this because where I'm at with the guitar at the minute is you pick it up for kind of ten minutes and yeah. Realise I can still only play an F and an E, and then I just fucking put it back down again. (laughs) You can get fucking good songs from an F and an E, mate. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, I I think I made one. But um, 
no, I carried on with it and I thought, well, I'm just going to go through with this and just see what happens. Mm. And I just thought about that photograph, those four, those four people. And I just thought, right, well, whatever. And then it turns out that my wife sent me some photographs of, cause I asked for photographs away cause I want to make like a collage video for mm -hmm. him or something. Yeah. And uh, she sent me someone and there was folk, there was just screenshots of his Facebook with his pictures of him, but there was, he would write those poems and he would write little yeah. sonnets yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, fucking hell. I just put his words in this thing. And it was all just happening, you know, like yeah, sometimes just, they just come like that. Best songs always do. Yeah. And so I've been still working around on that. But that, that was one of those. But yeah, I, 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 you get to the end of it and go, well, what's this called? And I start mm. looking at all the lines and like what fits. Because some stuff is a good line in a song, but sounds corny or shit as a title, doesn't it? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can do. But it, 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 it needs to... It, it needs, it needs to fit around something. Yes. Yeah, titles can stand alone, but if you've got a, a line that maybe sound a little bit corny on its own, it's got to fit around something and mm. be part of a wider message. Mm. But mm. I never, um, I was always like, I'm just going to write the lyrics. I don't really care what it means or what it's about. It doesn't really mean anything. But as I've got older, I've started, you, you start to use um, your um, experiences a bit more in lyrics. I do anyway. Mm. Yeah. So it works, it works a lot better now. Mm. I think my lyrics mean something. Then I don't <laughs> think they ever did really when I was, other than that one. Well, so no, totally but you say that. I, it's, there's such a subconscious thing happening because when I look back and I've been listening to live riot stuff, you know, and as we've talked about in the, the recent discussions, mm. you know, like that, the vein of that band is your songwriting. Mm. You know, it's that big sweeping kind of, you can feel the manics in it. You can feel the, the, the that sweeping side of the manics, that big emotive kind of yeah. soaring side of the manics in it. And there's always just a very kind of a raw there's a raw element I find. Well, I, I exposing like a self-exposing raw element I find. Well, yeah, that's yeah, thank you. It's nice of you to say that. But I, I think, um, and I've thought about this a lot with us talking and stuff. But mm. I would come with a song, and it's quite one thing. One thing coming with a song that you can play it on an acoustic. What we were good at, and what you were particularly very good at, was arrangement and arranging the song. Because I, I could do that to a certain extent, but I could. You, it's where you need that collaboration to take it on from yeah. being a good song on an acoustic guitar to actually sounding like mm. something that's, that's 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 bigger and a bit of a and beast it, on its own. It's also nice because I don't know about you, but confidence-wise, there's something about I certainly feel like this, and lots of poets, artists, mm. creators that I read talk about this feeling about when it comes from you. Even though there's part of you that might go fucking oh, this is good. There's an overwhelming feeling of like, yeah, but it's me though, isn't mm. it? So how can it be like, look, oh, there were James Dean Bradfield or fucking <laughs> Noel Gallagher or, you know, Tom York. Yeah. And there's that part of you. And then if you have got a trusting collaborator mm. where you can go, oh, well, what do you think? And then then they bring something to it that mm. then it, it kind of turns the page for you a little bit and like it's, it's, brings it, an element that makes it exciting for you again and kind of. It does. It's because it, it's a bit like, um, it's, it's just, just um someone telling you that actually yeah it, it does sound like you think it's sounds yeah because you think it, you think it's all right and it's decent but you need some reinforcement you need someone because it's you must you remember the most nerve-wracking thing playing someone a song oh. i mean think fucking hell what if it's what if it's shit and sometimes <laughs> i remember playing them and so i think i think chris said to me once sounds a bit campfire and i remember thinking to myself <laughs> fuck is right do you know what i mean i've but written that, this isn't in, that beautiful though yeah, to be able to 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 say that, like, because it's not easy to say that to someone. But you need, you, you, exactly, you need a relationship with someone to say, right, hang on a minute, fucking, I'm not sure yeah. about that. But I remember I wrote, I remember I wrote something with you once, um, or I wrote something, sorry, and I showed it to you first. And I did, and I can't remember what, it was a lyric and you went, fucking hell, that sounds shit. <laughs> 
that sounds fucking shit. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, someone just fucking kill me. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Sorry, brother. Mate, it, it's what you need. You need, because mm. sometimes you can go down a path, so you need, you yeah. need, you need to be able to. But no, we, those, those songs, looking back, and, and uh, which I've done, and I'd, I'd periodically, every maybe year or two years, just get the in. CD out, yeah. dip in and listen to it. Mm. And the, the latter, certainly, the, 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 every band says this, but the, the, the longer we were at it, the better we got, mm. the better the songs got. Mm. The songs actually became, you could start to hear, I, I always start to hear fucking massive orchestras or yeah. everything that could, that, to make the song, you say, well, just getting choruses, getting just, more, just finding that sound. We were getting more confident, building more trust, mm. you know, um, obviously gathering more skill and not just individually, but like, you know, recognising. The one thing that was difficult in a band as as, as has been in every band I've ever been in is trying to retain the members, trying to retain the energy, mm. trying to retain the focus. And as you're getting older, it gets well, harder and harder. It, it does. That, that's that's the most difficult thing. I think. The, I remember we went down to um, to see that producer in London that time, and we mm. um, and for, just for the benefit of everyone else, we we were sat there fucking on the tube with shades on, thinking we were fucking going to see a producer in London. We've got shades on. We look like we looked fucking. We looked the bomb. The bomb. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. we believed it. We, we, well, that was the. That There's was a the difference point. between kind of blagging it and, and we genuinely we thought, yeah, we're the fucking. Well, we've got I, some energy. I, we did, and we, and we got. I remember, but remember speaking to the geezer and him basically telling us we were too old and we were like 24, 25. And God, was, I can't remember a lot about that. Well, it was. was it was um the guy. Was it? Was he? Um. Animal Farm or something. I can't remember what he was. Chris put us onto him anyway. Right. And we went down there, and this guy had produced. Um, there's pictures. There's pictures of me and you with like Big Ben behind us, and, and oh, me and I do you remember. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I, do you know I remember it? Because again, I've been thinking about this coming on here. But I thought we were on the tube, and it was fucking. I think it was. It wasn't warm, but um, we were all sat there, and we were all looking shades and everything. And you had gloves on. I, I remember saying to you, what the fucking hell you got that? What was I going to do? Board? A kidnap or something? Well, that's why. <laughs> He's going to do a fucking bank job. He's like, fucking bank. I remember thinking to yourself, what are you wearing? As I kept saying to you, what are you wearing them gloves for? You're like, it's fucking cool. It's cool. What kind of gloves was I wearing? I, I, can't, I can't remember. Do you know I don't? You, gloves? You had gloves on. I remember it because I remember thinking, fucking hell, we all look shit on. Sam's Bruce Lee film or something. a good looking fucking front man and he's wearing a pair of gloves. And he's got shades What on. kind of gloves? Tell me they're leather. I, 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 I don't think. Is that an pair? You're gonna murder her, murder someone with leather gloves. If you're gonna wear gloves, you're like in a in a uh, fucking I, out, you know. I reckon they're the sort of gloves. Do you know when you insulate, you know, <laughs> with a bit of white fluff hanging out. <laughs> I reckon there was what you know when you like when you're a kid and your mum attaches into your sleeve. Oh, I reckon it was one of them. I reckon it was one of them. Um, what was then, I thinking? Well, but with that's the, the but the point I was making was he told us we were too old at the time, mm. and that was 24, 23. And uh, I remember I, you know, I was got married and then I had. James, the firstborn yep. son, not long after, yep. and it, be, it just becomes, it becomes and you were, too difficult. And you were still playing still semi-professional play, still playing football, football, weren't you? Yeah, it's too much, really. It became too You much did amazing, and, considering, because mm. from my point of view, all the bands I've ever been in, I'm quite a, a driving force, if you like, overwhelming, probably, and fucking, you know, as you've just said, that's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, hopefully, in the bigger picture, that energy is useful to, you know, maybe get things moving but you did really well because i never worried about you even mm. though you were busy i knew you, you would just say look i'm at the end of me plate mm. but i didn't you you would never flake you would well, never no. not be turning up to shit and no, start we, making weird excuses and no. stuff we were never we were never I, I i was never that kind of guy and and we 
I, be, I like you said before, I believed it. I, you know, I believed mm -hmm. it. We were, mm. we were only playing. We were playing gigs throughout the country, but um, mm. we were just trying to build and build and build every time. Mm. But I believed in every time we'd recorded or every time I did us play, watched us back. You know, we, we, I think I've still got. We, we did a gig at, in Leicester, and there was a there was a DVD, and I remember what. Yeah, where's have you got anything? I, I think I've got it. Buzz.tv, It was, and I don't know how, how or why, but I've got the DVD somewhere. Have you got the find the, it. the the studio live version of How Do You Feel that we did? There's a there's a studio version of How Do You Feel that we did. Oh yeah, what from uh, what, what, what Matt God rest his soul did at um, at the studio on the Allenby. Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah, I've got it. When you, God rest his soul. The guy, the Matt, Matt, the guy, he died. Was died in. This is getting morbid. Now. Fucking hell. You know, you remember this? This was ages ago. He died in a in a motorcycle accident, didn't he? It was his name? I think his name was Matt. He was the he, he played the bass. Do you remember? Yeah, he's a skinhead. Skinhead, quite, quite, quite a big guy, quite thick set. Yeah, played bass. Lovely lad, thick set. That's nice. He he he, uh, he put up with us in there till about four in the morning. He didn't did. He? We went back. And was we that the session? There. That was the session, and we went back the next day, and um, and and, and you, and in fact, you went back the next day, and you did um, overdubbed some some. Um, how do you feel at the oh, end of it? Yeah. And it turned out fucking epic. Was, I remember me and you sat in a car park in, on a tent. In tears. <laughs> Listen to it go, fuck it, oh, we made it. We're going to fucking make it. This is fucking brilliant. That feeling, though. It was the best that feeling. That feeling when you've created something and you've put your bit in and he's put his bit in and I put my bit in. and and it and Because you, you can blag yourself to a degree because it's mm. exciting and yeah. novelty is a powerful thing. But there is a... And, in, and, and for viewers, listeners, whatever, you know, like I am super critical as well and if i think i am shit or it is shit as you've mm. <laughs> testament yeah. i will fucking say you know I, no, there's no bias in that sense so yeah. i think that's your equilibrium that's your balance so when you do get that feeling you think fucking hell that you know you separate yourself and look at it objectively yeah. and go fucking hell that's got some energy that is what, what are you joking about like when um about tears, but I remember we was we were sat in DB Studios and we we'd we'd recorded standing before the storm. I think we'd done it last, and it made it on the EP. Uh, still available for anyone listening. Um, I've got I've got about fucking four hundred. If anyone wants one for free, um, I think we did put it up for sale for about two quid. And I think yeah. we sold a few, didn't we? Sold well, I, I get just incidentally interject quickly. I get I into I get probably I get a couple of messages a year or photos this now or tagged in stuff. People listening to that EP. Really? And apparently uh, the university radio, what's that called? Um, Siren. Siren. Breakout, the, the the first track on it, that still gets played. Does it? I get told that still gets played. No way. Yeah. I don't get any fucking royalties yeah. for that. Oh, when I was living in Thailand, I got <laughs> messages. I got messages before. I don't think we ever did our PRS, did we? <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't think oh, lads like us were thinking about making sure we were legally sound. Oh no, I, I remember sending it to myself. I think I've still got it. I said, Lewis Mann told me once, send, oh, it, to, send put, it to yourself, put yeah, a postmark on it with a timestamp. With a timestamp, I remember doing that. Yeah. Um, but um, I can't believe that. That's yeah, no, that, yeah. And I, I mean, I was on holiday just last year in Spain, sat by the pool on this on this farmhouse halfway up a mountain, like uh, Airbnb, just private yeah. thing, lovely, watching my kids, and I was listening to. I was listening to uh, the 1975. I just discovered the 1975, which was totally bending my head because it was all the things that I don't like. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of like getting me. And I remember listening to that, and then I just ping on my phone. And I looked at it, and it was like a photograph of somebody's car stereo with breakout, and the message was like um, cracking, uh, cracking open some classics. Love this band, Lincoln Band. Blah. And I was like, fucking hell, you know, we're 15 years out here, or whatever it is. Well, that's. Do you know what? And this is gonna again getting a bit fucking full of it, but. 
if if it's still people still think it's decent and people still play it, fuck, it's worth doing it. It, it doesn't really matter about mm. the fact that you know we tried and we failed, but it was if, if people still play it people still like but it but you say we try and we failed like I, I've, no you're I, wrong I, I, I'm, I'm wrong saying no, that but I, well, it's not a failure if you, if you say you know signing a contract and paying your electric bill with your royalties then yeah <laughs> but I mean by the time we got to the, um, last that last kind of slew of tours we did mm. in Lincoln we famously <laughs> made it onto the pub watch meetings we were we <laughs> no, were a topic our band <laughs> was a fucking topic on the pub watch meetings because of the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Well, because of the numbers and... The and demographic. The, and the, demographic. <laughs> the people that... We even got fucking banned from the Lincoln Inn. How bad can that be? Did we, we get banned from the Lincoln they Inn? Won't, they won't let us play. They won't let us play because we were... Because we, we, of notoriety. Oh, right. I remember because when we were putting together... Because we did like a... We did like a tour, didn't we? Which was kind of designed to sort of furnish the colourful layers of the Lincoln, wasn't it? Yes. We did, we, we did... <laughs> got away with it. <laughs> we did... Uh, <laughs> We did all the like the lad pubs, didn't we? Mm. Like the proper like rough and tumbler, oh, yeah. fucking you know. Which I fucking loved, given I had like four hundred pounds worth of equipment in front of me, and everyone just fucking spilling beer everywhere. Yeah, but the love it though, went off. them people it, were just go. so committed to they what went. we were doing, and and the the message in the songs, and you know, I don't want to get into any more sad news, but some of those guys that loved us aren't here now, and but you know those, that those tours and those gigs were like. And we put that together ourselves, didn't we? And we did like, I think we did, was it a March time? We did like every weekend, didn't we? Yeah. We did like yeah. two or three gigs every weekend in that March. And we went to all the kind of, corn, what, you're playing there? Fucking hell, you're joking, aren't you? Mm. I don't know, it's going to go off. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, and it did. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. It yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because like we played decent places. We, we, not that these places weren't decent, but like we played places that were on the yeah. map almost, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, with, with prestige for that. that yeah. yeah. And, but th and those gigs I enjoyed. Mm. But not as much as the gigs when it all went off and it was mm. in a place in Lincoln. So mm. it was, it was, um, mm. yeah, it was, it was colourful, wasn't it? So do you and you've got that? How do you feel then? I've, I, I know I have. Oh fucking! I can't wait to listen to. I've that. definitely got it, and I will. I will find it. I'm not great with technology, but I'll find it and see what I can do. And yeah, and well, even if you find a CD, I can probably find, I can find a way to get it. You know, digitised and what have you. I've definitely got it because it's um, obviously Lewis. Lewis is on it. Uh, Lewis played on it. Yeah, um, and. You know his 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 guitar playing. Yeah, class, is, classy man. He's class. Yeah, he's got that. Let us saying in the message of a day, and and I noticed this. I mean, Lewis, as you mentioned, that we were in a couple of iterations of different mm. bands before we got. Mm. What were we called at first? We were called. Did we become Shine? We were called. We were called. We were called the Main. The main, the main, yeah. Because I remember it. <laughs> I know where you're going to say, don't you? I know where you're going. Go on. We played that battle of bands in Dunholm, and we <laughs> fucking smashed it. We played three. We only played three songs, but it was about four or five bands of thing. We we were way better. And the room knew it. Didn't the, they? Everyone, it went. It, it went, went off, and, didn't it? And, and yeah, it did. It was really good. And uh, the judge got up at the end, and he said, um, "Well, I liked it." But I'm. This is what I'm going to say. I'm. I'm hearing the main. I'm getting main road. I'm thinking Oasis. And I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake! What? So what? We sound like the biggest band of the time. What's yeah. wrong with that? Do yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking stiff. I never forget that. Yeah. And if and, and and this stands for any band and any kind of pigeonholing or whatever, you know. In that sense, young bands on a stage in a local village hall, if you manage to get the room on the feet, yeah. And there's electric, like you, you get to the point where the, there's a thing that's happening. Yeah, you can feel it. Whether or not you're kind of imitating or you're kind of, you know, in the in clearly in that lineage, if it's good enough, like if this band is tight enough, 
you know, we're mm. not we're not trying to win the fucking Eurovision Song Contest. It's like <laughs> who lit this room on fire? <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess that's part of the you know you've got to take those knocks and you've got to take that on board and you get mm. fucking hell, are we? Are we? I never thought about the main. I just liked it. The main, the main thing, mm. the main main road. It never came from that. It was, yeah. But he, but it, 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 it pissed me off. But I think then we changed the name. After that, we, there probably was another iteration of the band. If someone left and someone came in or whatever. But then we became Time Time Time, time Rise. Rise. And Time Rise was the was the was the the name we got from the dictionary thing. Ah, and I'd forgotten all this. Was that around the time I lived with you? I think it probably no. That was a bit, it. Was a bit before that. I think right. a bit before that. Um, you you came and lived one one, one hedonistic summer, didn't you? Yeah. Because I remember uh, I was quite a good 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 kid back then. Did you? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> your mum and dad, bless them, Tony and Sue looked after me. Something like you know, I loved they, it. They loved. I, they, I loved it. My mum and dad, they loved the Jack the Lad. They loved. And you were a Jack the Lad then, and you came in. So come here, it was a cut awesome. <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. You came in at half three in the morning, and you lit up for work at seven. I took you to work with me. <laughs> you, you did. But I never forget that. Oh, it's fucking. I remember thinking. Myself, how can you do this? Monks, monks, Abbey School yeah. on a Saturday because you'd fucking you'd fuck, you'd, I you'd talk myself into it, didn't I? Well, I, th- I, I think you'd gone out and you'd and you'd uh, one weeknight and you'd missed a day. That was right. And your boss had gone right. You're here. On you're going to make it up. You're going to yeah. make it up. And yeah. you're like, oh, I found it here. I need to. Yeah. So I came and stood on the fucking Monks Abbey School yeah. roof. For you, and did it that. rain? That it day pissed as it as down. Well. Yeah. Which, and, and I didn't think to, that I could have got. I was by the way roofing. You shouldn't be pulling a roof off. In the <laughs> <rain>. <laughs> I fucking I'm meant to be an intelligent lad. I'm fucking stood up there with you. I could I have said that. Like, yeah. That was the power of persuasion that de- I had de- back then. Dedication to someone who's yeah. going to make me a star one day. Ble- yeah, well, yeah. You're not daft here. You was, you was thinking, <laughs> right, there's something in this. <laughs> this kid's going to make me a star. Uh, well, we, you know, we they were they were wonderful times. And, and um, yeah, they, we've weaved history and created memories. And, you know, it's mm. nice to be here at this age. You know, we're about to turn 40. Mm. You know, you're clearly looking after yourself. I know I made decisions, as you alluded to, I was a little bit colourful back then. Cleaned up a lot of my um, my mentality, I guess, mm. and therefore everything that follows it, mm. and feel good. Um, and I think listening to the, to the music and listening to the songs and current events, I think you know, I'd love, I would love to to see if uh, if this if the if the sound could be taken into now with the experience mm. with the the know-how with the patience with the composure you know are you are you saying live right reunions are you, is that what you're saying i'm saying fucking anything's possible <laughs> i'm saying i'm aware that this life is finite and you know you've got to take mm. things when you can get them mm. there's lots of things that seem to you know like you said at the start here of like you know sometimes things just kind of fall into place it's it's weird isn't it it's weird and uh, I don't, um, you know, we've been obviously been messaging and stuff and getting back, getting back in touch. And you think to yourself, when something like, and refer back to, you know, Wade, mm. Wade uh, God rest his soul, but you refer back to it and something like that happens, things crystallise and you think actually, you know, 39, 40, what, what's next? What, what do we, what yeah. we've got, you listen to the songs, you think, say it, we say it ourselves, but they stand up, they do mm. stand up. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of songs. The, the latest release we did didn't really get out. You know, we, no. we recorded. No, we didn't do anything. With it. We recorded it and kind of it and sort of stopped, didn't yeah. we? And, and it only got basic recorded. We didn't go back in and produce it and kind of no, mix it. And no, and it was and and you know, I've I've carried on writing. You've obviously done mm-hmm. everything you've done and mm. done some brilliant stuff. So, w- in terms of 
you know, the opportunity of of getting back and, and doing something creative again. It's just and the half the job is is you throw the you throw the fish out there because it's fucking not easy to get five people, which no. is off which is also the trepidation of something like this, isn't it? Mm. Especially at this age, because mm. trying to get and I think as we you alluded to with the battle of the bands and changing our name and probably someone in and someone out. That became, in the end, after about four or five years, that does get tiring because yeah. you're on your third drummer and your third bass player, and, and that's great, but basically you're going back to the start and you've got to learn those songs mm. again, just getting yeah. somebody else up to speed and some of the magic goes and and maybe it doesn't fit or it does fit. and you know It, it does become, it becomes a, a bit laborious, doesn't it? It becomes a bit tiresome doing it again, again after and again and again and again. And I think um, that's why... Probably when you get to the certain age and you and you all realise the level of commitment you've got and mm. take it a bit easier, maybe maybe say, well, you know, if someone can't make a rehearsal, well, that's fine, we'll do it next week, you know. Mm. But at the time, we were intense, and and, mm. and you look back and you think, actually, we were, we were rehearsing twice a week, gigging at the weekend, mm. and um, on, yeah. it was full on. And and some people, we you referred back to your drive, and you were, you were you were pushing at that point, and mm. you were, mm. and and when you say, you know, about um, you know, you checkered past or whatever but and you made decisions well actually whatever happened you were the band was everything and you were mm. pushing and you were ideas and if we'd have had some of the outlets that people have now um mm. even just on a whatsapp sharing things on a whatsapp oh, it's, it's outrageous it's, isn't it's it? unbelievable you know we would have it whereas i would come with the song and we would try and learn it that night yeah. and then we won't play it again until the following week or the, or the next rehearsal yeah. and no everyone would go yeah, you away didn't have, you didn't even have, you couldn't even record something on your phone you or anything you, you, you weren't recording it on your phone you couldn't you couldn't um you you'd couldn't, have to have a, some expensive equipment yeah. and a fuck about and which we fucking no. <laughs> we didn't have no <laughs> so, God, no so yeah it was the the opportunity you know back to what we we're talking about the opportunity is um it's it's, it's it, it would be a it would be a stupid would be stupid not to at least think about mm. getting back in a room and seeing what happened. I think. Well, when when you mentioned there, Lewis, you know, Lewis, those couple of earlier bands that I was in before we, you know, those first kind of learner plate bands, <clears throat> Lewis was somebody that I didn't know. So that 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 summer house I was in with Joe Dale and Mark Flynn, those boys I'd grown up with, same, you know, six seven yep. years old like you. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then I think Kev Richardson. Was the drummer? They said, "Oh, got, there's a lad. He's, he's a year younger than us, but he's a brilliant drummer. He's got his drum kit takes up the whole dining room in his house." <laughs> uh, and I was like, "All right, yeah, they're just bigging him up." Fucking one of them drummers. I went to his house. He got like a 13-piece Pearl Export drum kit that took up his old dining room, and he got on it and just fucking was like John Bonham. I was like, <laughs> "My God, right, he's in the band." And then he could he could do everything. His mum was a singing teacher. Was Linda? Yeah, I remember. We and went. We we did we did some singing lessons with her. Do you remember? We did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We started songs. singing Elvis song, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did we sing? Was it in the, the ghetto? Was yeah, it that one? I, think I can't so. remember. I think it was in the ghetto. But I tell you what, but I learned. I learned the breathing. Yeah, the breathing, huge. I just talked about this on the last podcast because <laughs> Lindsay Clayton was in, and she's took up singing, and she's been off singing on cruise ships and doing all sorts. Got well into her music. Mm. <clears throat> she said about singing lessons, and that's those couple of lessons that I had there. Mm. <clears throat> excuse me, it was the breathing. Mm. That I did to this day, every vocal I've ever done since, you know, in studio and stuff. And and when I'm thinking correctly live, I would take myself five minutes and just open my diaphragm and strengthen my throat and mm. just open everything up and widen my reach and yeah, makes all the difference. It, it's unbelievable because again, as fifteen, sixteen year old kids, you think, oh fuck that, I'm not. We were never, we never had lessons. I've never had a guitar, guitar mm. lesson in my life. Or, mm. but but 
as we got a bit more serious into our twenties, it was like actually this is probably a good thing to do. Yeah, and yeah, and, and, and give ourselves and a pat on the back for that. I yeah, think, I actually. think so. Yeah, especially with my schoolmates because going for singing lessons was literally like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> You'd have got fucking lynched. Oh, got lynched You'd at lunchtime lynched. at You'd dinner. Lynched. Yeah, but, but no, Lewis. When I got introduced to Lewis, so Kev came in the band. That was great. Mm. And then Lewis came along. And I didn't know Lewis, and I think Lewis went to William Fye went to one of the schools out in the villages, didn't one he? One of the posh schools. Um, yeah, and. Uh, he came along and he had this strange kind of, uh, he had a different aura because obviously where we're from, he's mm. totally different. And he always had this really kind of just smooth kind of almost, there's a nonchalance in a way mm. of how he played. And I always remember like the shape of his fingers and like, he seemed to be doing a lot without doing a lot. And there's just chord sequences he would put together. We were just chatting about one of the, the songs, the way you say, which yeah. always, cause we never really did anything with that, but I always remember it being very, didn't we play that Christian, did we play a Christian kind of calf or something? Yes, we did. We did play a Christian. No, well, no, if you remember, I think what happened was going back, you were playing football with Dan, Dan mm. Hargreaves, mm. and he was Youth for Christ. That's right. And I knew Dan anyway, and um, I remember, I think we had to convert to Christians, and I think we did it <laughs> to, get, to, to get the cafe for free, to do the re to do our rehearsal. We converted to Christians. I think we had to, well, we say convert. I think I you had to smoking too much. I can't remember anything. You had to, to confess our sins. I think we even contemplated. Fucking hell, how long was I in there? I, <laughs> I think they said, you better go straight down to fucking hell, mate. You're, you're done. You're fucked. So now and we we did it and I remember having I remember them coming out and saying you know you should you should come on Sunday and we're like yeah 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 I remember we walked away and looked at each other and went what the fuck happened there have we just been fucking brainwashed I said no we've just got the room for free oh, that's what we've done nice. that's all we've done so that's what we did yeah we did but we did yeah we did rehearse I always remember it. that song the way you and say. I've got yeah I've got and it was on. Is it, was it Beaumont Fee? Uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's, yeah. I just got a, that song, when I think of that song, I just get like a flash of kind of being outside that cafe on, near that green mm. bit at the... Well, I was saying to Lewis, it's in terms of the, the chord progression, which one of the things that Lewis did very well is chords. And it yeah. Was, I learned a lot from really him. melodic, melodic chords. Yeah. And his, his chord progression is great. And, the right chord um, at the right time. It was, he was, he was, he, he is very good mm. at that. And mm. um, that was, so that was, the way you say was the first... I, I remember it as the first song that sort of lifted us up again. Mm. So we had some songs that were a yeah. bit poppy and maybe a bit indie, but that one was mm. actually, this could this is mm. getting there. And then we continued to yeah. to move forward after that. Yeah, he's, yeah. And, and it was also, for me, I don't know about you, because we, we didn't really talk collectively about that, but I remember starting to recognise individuals. So by the time Lewis was in the band and then Chris was in the band, uh, Chris, Chris Martin, Geordie Chris, who's a bit older than us, very experienced. I think he was an 800 gig sort of veteran <laughs> at the time we met him, you know, and he'd done the rounds and like yeah, yeah. really, you know, go get them kind of attitude. Mm. And I can remember like all of a sudden like recognising, oh, people are different. Yeah. I started to remember that, like I feel that, you know what I mean? Not everyone's from this estate and we just fucking, you know, like, oh, right, he's really... He's into that music and he's a bit more standoffish mm. and he's into that and he's really full on and like whoa you know and like, but it, well that, I, you were that was one of your strengths I think in terms of managing people because trying to mediate it. mediate it but not not going too hard I remember you know the, 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 some funny times as well when 
sometimes personalities clashed and mm. I remember one of the old guitarists Matt chasing Chris, Chris Martin down the road after a rehearsal because he, he pissed him off or something and I remember it because diver, di- diverging from the serious message but I remember it because we came out of the rehearsal and Matt was like fucking hell I'm going to swing for us I was like Matt just calm down and and um, Matt said to Chris you you better fuck off or whatever and Chris was like alright alright and then Chris couldn't resist and he turned around and I can't remember what he said but he said something and then it was like Benny Hill Benny Hill fucking sprinted away and I remember Matt swiping a kick at him and it was like and it came back and we were fucking we knew we were fucking howling you oh. couldn't help it and it was but they, yeah those little things those and also things you, you, yeah you get that in bands when you're spending you that do. much time together you and you kind of um, you have to you have to learn that different person like you said different personalities need treated in different ways but it's I like do, life, that's it? what I remember I remember all of a sudden kind of being quite a well, we're all lads from basically a particular estate in town with a particular school or a particular mindset or mm. what, a particular environment and then ages and area kind of coming in and mm. music tastes and fashion tastes and kind of like oh shit like mm. yeah people are different and there's like an education in in life as well, well. Yeah, yeah i remember going to to lewis's i think it was lewis's mum and dad's house and the, or, or i think it was his mum i can't remember which one lovely st giles avenue fucking hell i was yeah man I thought, instruments everywhere was, and just like, I was like wow, wow this lovely, is this yeah. is a different fucking world yeah, here. And, really um, nice, it's, yeah but it's yeah it takes all sorts mate doesn't it and it does and, it we, does. and we 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 did we over the iterations we managed to keep it together as mm. best we could anyway and i think me and you were probably the only ones who survived the whole mm. process weren't yeah, we in terms absolutely, of yeah. from from the days of yeah the right, main, yeah. the main, and shine yeah. probably sh- probably was shine at some point. I think point. it was. I think it was. was. I think when you came across, that was something that I wanted to. Go, wanted to come <laughs> for any fucking reason you but got me. Do you remember like back? The, no, back the night. Well, it's because I, I knew, I knew, <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew, yeah. I knew that you were. I didn't know this at the time, but subconsciously I must have known because this is something I'm learning about myself as I'm kind of trying to unravel my bullshit and trauma over the years. Mm. Something I seem to come back to is I seem to have a. Um, or had an, uh, an eye or an ear for like people who would get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And from football, I knew you because you, you were somebody at football that you back then you're young and you're like, who's better than who? But like, you just knew, you just knew the lads who were like fucking just on it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you felt like a bit of a blagger. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, so someone give me a lift home. <laughs> that was me. Do you know what I mean? But um, what talent you were. But no, you you had that, and it, it, it's not a coincidence, like you say, that we were the two that mm. all the way through. But if we do get to a point at forty years old, and those five people are up for it, mm. if you if you did throw it out there, and it was like, look, is everybody up for chucking a year and a half at this thing? Mm. And you know, committing to it, because we are, and the other thing that you think about now, which is difficult unless you've not, unless you have been doing music, is that so much work can get done now before you get those two, three hours you've booked in the room. Oh, absolutely! Because you've got you've got your garage band, you know, bounce over a guitar track. Mm. You've got the song. Instead of us, right, first hour of just do it again, Foz, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking scribbling shit down on you know the back yeah. of a whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you've done that all at home because you send the track over and you sing the track and then by the time you get in a room, everybody's kind of got, you know, you, and I've learned that with the bands that I was in after the fact, you know, especially with people like Tommy Wincott, who's producer and was a whiz on fucking everything. You give him anything pro to, you know, he's a whiz. Mm. So all of a sudden you're like, you're going home, we're like, oh, what do you want on there? Do you want your drums and just drums and guitar? Do you want what? what do you, and I'm like, fucking hell, right, right. Everyone's taking a different version of the track home. You come back in the next week and everybody's, you start playing it the first time. I can remember first time we ever done a song that would be, had been written 
So it had been demoed because mm. the Michael had written it, had demoed it in Garage Band. So it's a full song. It's got a bass, it's got drums, it's got everything on it. And I'm like, wow, that's that's cool. And then before we'd ever been in a room, he split it off, gave me the lyrics in a fucking note, you know, in a in a digital mm. note. Gave me the song. And that's the same to the bass player, stripped down to the drums and the vocal, and pretty much that for everybody else. Then we went in the room like a week later and went, you know, well, it's a whatever, 120 BPM, there's a click, clack, 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 in. And fucking went and you're off. straight through the song and got to the end. And it was like, and yeah, and obviously it's a bit, but fucking bang. Within, yeah, within fucking five minutes, you've played it through. In half an hour's time, you're like, you, mm. you're starting to bring it in. You see, that was, that was why, for a long time, when we were kids, we had about four songs, and we had four songs for a long time, because... Mm. We spent so much time learning them. And, and I remember when we used to have sessions, I remember we used to go, right, let's do every start. Let's do every end. Mm. Let's, is it the right, is it good? Is it not? Is What can we change? And we spent a lot of time on those songs. But mm. can you imagine now with, with, mm. with I mean, I'm no whiz on technology, but you, mm. you're. Yeah, you, we can, we can demo stuff and just we can demo do it. so much of that it'll work be, It'll now. be a lot easier. And then give it to each other. And then mm. by the time you get in that room, 60% of that mm. kind of just, putting the nuts and bolts mm. together it's done it makes a huge difference when you've got particularly with say age with family and all that mm. type of stuff and you've got mm. ties it makes a huge difference to it but isn't it even weird with the family thing because now we're at a point where your kids are kind of on their own two feet now as mm. well yeah yeah so like time opens up a little bit again yeah it, it does and, but i think and it's also it's interesting because i've told as i'm sure you have you tell your kids about what mm. you did and mm. you show pictures and mm. you they listen to the songs and like so oh, you were cool dad. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i might never said that <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's this a man um, never said it to me, but they, I did get told by one of their friend's mums the other day that, that when I went upstairs <clears throat> and uh, my little boy's playing with her little boy, and she said, oh, I went up there to check they were all right, and they've got YouTube on, and he's Sonny, Sonny was showing Max Chew the Chat podcast, and he said, that's my daddy, and he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, oh, bless you. He never said it to me. No, of course not. No, I wasn't, daddy. I just saw it on YouTube. <laughs> but no, it's weird, isn't it? No, yeah. it's weird. But I think it's, it's it, to be able to, to show and to, to do it, now when they're a bit older, it would be, it's yeah, it's brilliant. And be part of it, you be know? part of it, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll throw the spot and we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, it's um, it's definitely, and I'm at a point musically as well where, having done a lot of electronic music, um, and I think culturally, everything's digital, everything's kind of ap an application, and mm. I'm kind of yearning for simplicity. I've been getting into fucking all sorts of just. Nuts and bolts stuff lately. Wild camping, just simplifying. You know, I know I do a podcast and there's all sorts of crazy shit going on right now as we do this. Mm. But, and I guess this has become my band in a way. You know, that creative outlet, the thing, the, the logo, yeah. the, the the personality of something. But I'm definitely feeling at my age, and I was, again, talking to producer Aiden before the podcast about wild camping. I've been going wild camping a lot, you know, and kind of just no phone, just fucking in the woods somewhere, set a little tent up and all of a sudden you do realise, right, all I'm thinking about is like, right, we need to be dry, that's the tent's, that's good, water, we've got some nice food, cook that right, make sure we don't burn anything down, you know, look after the fire, have we got enough water yet, good, got me little, some tunes on a little speaker and just been with my kids, like, I went, last time I went, it was just me and the middle boy, I was only five and it was fucking, just the noises removed. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm really. I can't. You see, it's, it's, and this is obviously this is where we have not really like spoken to you for a long time. So this this side of you, I've always known is there, 
but it's so far removed from the Sam I knew. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Going wild camping with his mm. five year old. It's just mm. I can I can see it's there. Now mm. you, when you say it, I can see actually yeah, you, that mm. that is you. Mm. But you would never have guessed it. Well I was I, I mean me, me me particularly, the hedonistic nature of me was, mm. was pretty heavy, wasn't it? And I can mm. remember getting to some rehearsals, which is about the only bits I do remember was like if who's got some dope? You know, and if nobody had brought, you know, if it's always me, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I ain't got any for whatever reason because I've spent every penny I've got partying, <laughs> you know. And I'd be like, well, who, who's got, you know, and I'd be, and then I'd be fucking pissed off because there's no nothing to smoke, and and that's, well, it, it's got to be heavy on other people, you know. Well, I mean? it, ru- it 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 ruined the uh, ruined the rehearsal if, if if people weren't didn't have what we needed, do you know what mm. I mean? But it was mm. that was when you know it was it was a different. Mm. I think as we got older. And certainly with Live Riot, particularly, yes. yeah. it was a lot, focused, more, a lot more focused. Tuned in. Yeah, a lot yeah. more tuned, a lot more focused. Mm-hmm. And it was, but you still, you know, in and around a band like Live Riot because of the, the songs we played, the people who came. And mm. it was a, it was a. The nature of it. Yeah. It's Live Riot, for God's sake. Yeah. And it, do you know, and, and it, it all the time fucking was getting banned from pubs, but it was, it yeah. was, um, it, yeah, it was, you wouldn't change any of it. Well, that's what's so, so appealing as well about like, if we did pull it off, if we if we did decide, you know what, if everyone's up for it, mm. let's do something. Because I know personally where I'm at, mm. you know, I know that how focused um, and how experienced, um, I'm, better, I'm better than I certainly was in that summer house, you know. Yeah, well, I think, um, but it's, as you keep saying, it's, it's opportunity, it's, I don't know what the scene's like in Lincoln anymore, or even if there is one. You know? Well, what's the what's the open mic thing been like? Because well, that always fascinates me. Well, it's, it's back to what you said about I'd I'd not done anything with music. I'd still been writing a little bit, but not done anything with music for a long time. And I remember one of the things you'd said to me after we'd done the band, and I, st- I did do a bit of um, stuff on my own. Um, and you said, "Keep." I remember you saying, "Keep keep making music. It's the answer." I remember you saying it, and I remember thinking, "Yes." A mantra that is uh, it always stuck with me, really. And, oh, well, that's nice. Um, and we. Um, and when I um, w- went through what I went through, you know, and it's um, personal stuff, and then you think, actually, I need an outlet again. You need to do something to, to get it out, and you start. So I started writing again, and it was, um, it was. Br- I, I loved it. I loved it. Mm. I started recording it on my phone. Then I thought, actually, I want, I'm going to get these. I'm going to record it. I've yeah. always wanted to do my own stuff mm. and do recording. Mm. And I got into a little bit of some of the stuff you mentioned about Prologic and what what you, what, mm. you, what can you do with the songs? How can you build them up? And mm. um, have you so, started using that then? Have you I, got? Have you? I, I've not started using it, but I, I, it's the first time I'd been open. I'd realised that it was it was it, it was something that didn't sound. It's shit. not just six hundred quid for two days in a place somewhere. You can actually, yeah, somebody who knows what they're doing and can get you some beats down and makes it, put something solidify something. Because I, I, yeah, well, exactly that. I went in there <coughs> with an acoustic guitar and a tambourine. Do you know what I mean? And I came out with four songs that you know I've got drum with drums, bass, everything, mm. violins, orchestra. We did we did some stuff with a. Um, um, it was I can't remember what it's called now, but it was a in it like a um, it'll come back to me in a minute. But it, um, and it, it's like a an E version of a, a violin, mm. and all this stuff that you can do without actually having to a piano, without mm. having to have one in the room. It was mm. just it was an eye opener for me, and I always thought to myself it would sound shit. It, yeah, I know you could do it, but it's never going to sound synthetic. It's going to sound it's going to yeah. sound like it is, which is a computer program, but it doesn't. Yeah. Mm. So that was the first time I'd sort of realised actually, yeah. I, it, I want to. I want to do some. I'm do something again, creative, and and and, and see how it goes. Get the, the cathartic, yeah, kind of release of it, it as well. The and, therapy, yeah. Well, that exactly that. And then at the same time, open mic nights. And I've always wanted to go and try it. And I remember thinking, fuck it, I was going to go and do it. And I went down to the Birdcage and um, uh, down Monks Road and 
at the time, great night. Um, it was a, it was a good a good, well set up, well run, and uh, and I just did it. And I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm going to sound, but I'm just going to do it because I've always always fancied doing it. And that. For listeners, and this is something I come back to on this podcast a lot, it's my mantra, one of my mantras in life, you know, like, Nike nailed it in the 80s whenever they fucking copyrighted it. But literally, that just do it, mm. that applies, that's applicable to everything, you know, like, because time's passing by, you know, mm. and, and it's not on every occasion, you don't just do everything, because <laughs> you, you'll find yourself in all sorts of pickles, but, you know, when you get that creepy that creeping little voice in your mind when you kind of want to do something, but you're kind of justifying mm. reasons why, oh, you know, I'm too old or I'm, you know, that's not me anymore mm. or whatever. And and often these things are, they are exercises of release. Mm. I think it's, and that's probably what I was getting at with you with the music is like, not don't keep, you know, don't make another band and go through all the shit, but like keep getting it out, mm. you know, keep writing that shit on the paper mm. because it's coming out of you. And that, yeah. that, that, half an hour that 45 minutes that you get lost on the guitar and maybe something comes out of it maybe you get a verse and a bridge maybe or what but whatever mm. you've had that 45 minutes when you left mm. this noise well it, yeah and it, it's it's invaluable absolutely invaluable however however you find the you, the piece to go and do something like that whether it's camping or whether mm. it's writing songs or whether it's getting in the car and driving or whatever you need it and i i found that i'd written um in and around the time of starting to do some of the open mics i'd written about 10 songs and I didn't even really know I didn't I hadn't sat down and gone right I'm gonna write a song now it was just like get a piece of paper messing about oh that sounds all right that's the best and it all just sort of came out and um it 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 helped me get through a period of in in my life but it also it was reconnecting with music again was just like it was it was brilliant it's really it's really important isn't it and Mm. what about listening to music so we have you continued to listen to music like passionately you know getting albums and you know the whole way through Uh, uh, all all the time yeah i mean what i haven't done particularly is is necessarily keep up with the newer stuff like you mentioned about 1970 rediscovering the Mm. 1975 Mm. well not ma- not massively. I've never re- a lot of it doesn't really float my boat. I'll be honest. No. Well, I'm um, similar, and it was that's why I got took by surprise by them a little bit. Because even now today, I don't that kind of almost like because I was never a massive Prince fan. I get what Prince was doing. Uh, yeah. But there's elements that have got very, that eight very sort of sexy, suave eighties mm. kind of like. Um, but I think what happened with the 1975 for me is I saw a couple of interviews with them, and I think coming back to what I was saying about simplicity or something real something you know tangible and i watched a couple of interviews with him and and and, and it felt to me a bit like when we were coming when we got into guns and roses when we were kids and yeah, guns yeah. and roses were like a band that were like obviously they're american so there's that exotic and eneg- enigmatic nature of you know they're not from burnage you know they're from fucking <laughs> from LA. la yeah you know and they fucking throwing whiskey bottles out of their rented van that they just crashed into a wall and just left it there and gone and slept in the studio and wrote sweet child of mine and fucking put eyeball heroin in and just crazy the 1975 i caught a couple of couple of interviews and then i went on a little rabbit hole youtube rabbit hole that you go on mm. these days with matty healy especially and i just got a real sense i mean don't get me wrong he's a proper artist and i would put him in the bracket of kind of a nick cave like almost right. insufferable yeah do you know what i mean <laughs> Difficult like character yeah. yeah because you're just so absorbed in mm. in the other that it's fucking almost out of reach and it yeah, becomes yeah. like come on man <laughs> but i loved again coming back to the everything now and applications and digital and fucking everything's automated 
they seem like a real band. You know, mm. they're producing everything themselves. They've been together since they were kids. And in this climate, they've become the biggest, they're the biggest band in the world at the minute, I think. Mm. And their their sound's kind of weird, but I watched a live um, thing and they do, he cares about the visual, the narrative of everything, like the lyrics, the the style of everything, the narrative, the, the visuals, the, the, the way that they um, sort of space out every record has got, there's a consistency now. They're up to record four, I think. There was there's a 1975 intro on every one. It's just called the 1975, and it sets you. And and I just loved. It just felt whole, well, even though stylistically it's not really my thing. Do you well, know what I mean? well, no, I, th I think yeah, I wouldn't have said it is from your thing, but everything else you've just mentioned is in right. terms of your that it's not just music's important. It's the main thing, but everything else that goes with the band mm. has got to be real. And mm. and I think mm. you mentioned all those things about the style and the art and, and mm. the, even to the point where, you know, the space between the songs. I remember mm. you saying once that, you know, I'd, I was playing just some open chords or whatever, and you were like, actually, no, play that again. What we'll do is we'll have a song here and then we'll have a, that can be an interlude between the next song. And, and you're not just thinking about the songs, you're thinking about the whole package and the visual, you know, we did, you know, the, like, the, the, the massive live right thing which you got sorted and the visual thing you... Mm that you had and the vision that you had is is it's it's more than just mo the most bands down the, from from the street do you know what i mean you you try you it, yeah. bigger it, and that's that just that's resonated with me in terms of what you were saying about um mm. about the 1975 in yeah, terms of I how guess, they yeah, think yeah i guess that is it and i guess that's what yeah you've probably just filled the blank in for me yeah that's probably what it is is the idea that it's more than a band yeah and and, and i've gotten into you know started actually reading books and trying to educate myself and being fascinated by philosophy and thinkers and the human condition. Mm. And he's very, very articulate and very, very kind of thoughtful and there's a depth to him. And you, and I can see him knitting that into the song. Mm. And on that same holiday I was on uh, last year in Spain with the family when I got the, the live riot thing come through the side of the pool, I was listening to 1975. And they just released the track, um, was it People? Called People, did yeah. you hear it? Yeah. Fucking... Heavy. It's really, people not, need people yeah. to fuck up, fuck the people, <laughs> and it's like dang, 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 and, the, and it's, they're in like a efflorescent cube kind of thing in the video. Have you seen the video? I don't think I can't they're remember all dressed that. in black. They kind of look very kind of. Um, they look kind of like um, a bit like the Cure. Actually, he's got a bit of look of the uh, Robert yeah. from the Cure, hasn't he? Has. But, I, I, but all that stuff I just talked about, the Prince, the kind of mm. delicate, sexy kind of eighties synthy kind of almost Sade kind of mm. all of a sudden this track came out and it was in the in the in the I guess the early throes of the energy of where we are and globally at the minute you mm. know and he's talking about it's just staying in the house and I want everything now and bring it here and fucking just weed and pizzas and just just shit you know like yeah. But like, they, and it, like they turned everything on the head. I was like, "Fucking that's a, that's the heaviest thing I've heard from them." But having having the ability to be able to, and the bollocks to be able to do that, yeah. it, it almost strikes you as someone who's not necessarily care doesn't care only about sales and fame. It, they care more about their message and they care more about what they are as a band. Yeah, all that thing's important. Clearly, I think you're nailing it. You know, I think you're nailing it because they have become the big band. And and just to interject quickly, they're signed to um, Dirty Hit. Oh yeah. Dirty Hit Records, who yeah. were, who were um, I think it's Jamie, I forget his second name, I'll dig it out. Um, Jamie, see if you can pull that up. Dirty Hit, Jamie, God, 
Anyway, I listened to a podcast with him. When I started one of my bands recently, when I got back into music in the last four or five years, I mm. thought, podcasts, right? Search fucking music industry podcasts. Let's learn about what the fuck do you do these mm. days? Yeah. How do you do it now? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it is different. It's you don't just go down different. the studio and let's write this song and then like, mm. you know, go and play a gig. It's like Spotify, Instagram stories and fucking... But yeah, I came across this Jamie who, who's got Dirty Hit and... His principles are starting that label, which a lot of indie labels start with those principles. But I really, I really kind of thought, oh wow, he's cool. And it was, they were kind of, 1975 are kind of their, 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 their symbolic, mm. you know, king, yeah. king of the label. Well, it's easy, it's easy enough, <coughs> and it's easy to be and to to retain those principles when you've got some success and there's money coming in and it's funding itself, mm. and you don't have to go too far with it. But yeah, it's, you it's don't get of, lost in that. You're not getting lost in that, but you, but it's it's funding it and it's and you you're not worried about where your next meal's coming from because obviously some people who start these mm. things, it's all right having those principles, but you need to pay you need to yeah. pay mortgage, don't you? And, and it's yeah. it's a difficult balance sometimes. Yeah. But with like clearly with the 1975, they they've got that success and. Mm. And I think, like you say, sometimes these ultra-creative people can be a little bit fucking... Yeah. That's, what, that's, what, little bit that's what I mental. get from him, and I, and I think you've nailed it there. Like you've put that in my mind as well. I think when I do listen to him, they're not on the front of all the papers. They're, they've got that kind of radio ad, you know, they're, they're not. They're mm. not. I mean, I don't see the papers, but you don't you don't see all the kind of no, celebrity he, shit about no, him. And no. when I do see him, he's... Like I say, there's that borderline. There's, you're on the edge of that insufferable artist... Mm. But I do think there's a genuine, and they just they just hit the thing, and they're the biggest band. And I and I thought oh, these are the biggest band, and I did all the and they're the biggest they are the biggest band. Yes, I wouldn't have said that when you, until you, but you're, I'm sure you're probably right. But I, someone said 1975 are about the biggest band around. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said I don't want to know who is, but I wouldn't have said that really. I mean, they cracked America off the bat. I think pretty much. Did I think that, everything well, they've been doing has just been it's just been working both mm. sides of the pond. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll have to check it out. But um, they just surprised me because as we sit here now, I'm still not sure at mm. all about them. But I've got that thing from them where I think, oh, they're, they're, but, that, but that's enough. I mean, that they've got you intrigued, don't they? Because, yeah. and it's not just the music; it's everything about mm. it. It's everything about where they came mm. from, everything about how they've started, mm. how they continue to keep their integrity. So it's not you're interested. Whether the music's blowing you, yeah. blowing your mind, yeah, isn't yeah. almost immaterial because you're interested in everything else, which is you're what right. they're trying to get. Yeah. That's what, so that's is, what is, there, is there any new bands? Is anybody tickled your fancy? Is there anybody that you've caught hold of that you think, oh, there's something here? Um, do you know, not particularly. I've not I've not listened to anything and thought, um, Catfish in the Bottom End, I like, I like right, them. Yeah. I like them. Of, of all the new ones that have come out, I quite like them. Mm. Um, but nothing... I'm still I'm still listening to stuff from th mm. that I was listening to back then. Mm. I would still put put the Manics on mm. more often than not. Mm. Um, it, so I'm not I don't really I'm still a bit old school with it. I, I still feel I feel like there's going to be another resurgence of guitar bands, and I, I and I think it's probably I think, coming. I think you bang on, and um, I think it's in the air, isn't mm, it? Clearly, it definitely is, and I think it needs to happen because I think that's in the I think it's in the in the wake of the digital dust mm. settling i do i think like it's for me the camping on just mm. just fucking sim simplifying stuff it, guitar yeah. kick drum that isn't synthesized yeah. on a you know and just everything's just so tight and just so me on the metronome mm. and just so fucking that it becomes just like a there's no humanized mm. kind of feeling. yeah but having said all that and i think that will happen I, I sort of also resonated back down to big orchestral stuff like um 
I, well, either big orchestral stuff or stuff that's really stripped back. So like, I really like London Grammar. Mm. If you heard London Grammar, Big Picture by London Grammar is one of my favourite songs over the last ten years. And it's it's um, she's got a beautiful voice, but it's quite stripped back and melodic. But there's there's a, there's a presence to it, and I, I've always liked big big tunes. Yeah, don't, euphoric euphoric tunes, but they don't they don't have to be. You don't have to have a fucking pin back to the wall. Yeah, you, you can mm. do it in different ways, can't you? It can be it can be a um, a, a simple um, strip back effect, but but that just builds. And we one thing we were always quite good at building a song. Yeah, and you, you we enjoyed that, it. didn't we? Like we an built intro. it from an in, from something to into something else. And yeah, making um, you have a journey and mm. kind of sweeping you into something and yeah. then turning a corner and then yeah. Mm. I mean, a friend of mine actually managed the. London Grammar. Really? Yeah, and she put me onto him. She said to me, Have you, "Do you know these guys? This is what she went from Adele to to she was the band manager for Adele, and then she went on and and got the London Grammar gig, and she said that what's the girl's name? I, I can't remember name. her name. But she said she's super shy, like super shy, really like painful for her to go on stage <laughs> and stuff. But I think there are three pieces, like a guitar Korg yeah, set up and massive. a bass Korg set up or a drum and something. Just, it's just really uh, quite. It's very, it's very, the sonics are very sort of wide, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah. But I, but I like, I like, I like all that. And I sort, I sort of got into when um, my daughter and I listen to that record a lot. Mm. What's the is London Grammar? What's the first, What's the big I, record that won the Brit and all that? I can see, um, I can see the, the, the front cover, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's, my, my, when my daughter was born, mm. we listened to that hell of a lot because it is very kind of just atmospheric. Yeah, I like that. I, I got, I got into a bit of that. I, I sort of got into. Um, solo female artist bizarrely I, I really like Lana Del Rey and I don't know yes. where that came from did you know I'm sure one of her co-writers is from Lincoln he is he is Who's he that? wrote um, I can't remember, again fucking classic yeah. for me but he um, he uh, he wrote um, co-wrote Blue Jeans and a few other things and because mm. to be honest it crossed, it crossed my mind I thought to myself actually if I can get one tune out there that somebody takes mm. and, and you get yeah, publishing if you, if yeah. you yeah I mean um, I never had Sam, Sam I listened to a podcast with Scroobius Pip Distraction Pieces shout out to Scroobius Pip and Distraction Pieces because they are uh, directors of the Pod Bible and Pod Bible magazine is the essential guide to podcasting and they have been a big help for us we're, we're out in the current issue issue 9 they're putting together kind of like the NME, if you like, of podcasts. So you can find ah, the okay. interviews, find the podcast, what's happening, what's mm. going to be happening, who's collaborating. Um, but on his podcast, I listened to, um, can you remember The Ordinary Boys? Yes. Preston. Sam Preston. Yeah. He writes now for like, I mean, he's got like a Hollywood gig. I mean, he's writing for, I think he's done stuff for Kylie and... It's fucking, it's big, it's big, big industry. I, mean, I, I was, it's funny, I was... Um, as you're doing in this lockdown, doing a family quiz, we're doing a family quiz on Zoom, on or Zoom whatever. Yeah. And um, one of the questions that um, we were doing um, intros round, and the intro was for some reason came across "I Kissed a Girl" by Katy Perry. Well, that's actually written by Kathy Dennis. Do you remember Kathy yes, Dennis from Kathy the eighties? Dennis, she wrote everything. She, and she? she, well, she was a pretty shit pop artist in the eighties. You're all right, but didn't do anything. And now she's she's she's, she's, she's one of the people. She's, she's written Britney Spears forever. stuff. She's written thing. for so many people, mm. and they it's. It's an outlet for people, I think, who've mm. gone into the industry, not succeeded to a point, and but but got it's to where a, the fucking red is. Fuck, it absolutely is where the money is, mate. And so know, I'm, fuck, I'm, I'm you know. fuck live right. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm starting yeah, writing tunes. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you lot. <laughs> like anyone's gonna want to wear my tunes. You uh, told me they were shit. Oh, listen, no, I told you, I told you um, what I would have felt at that moment, and I think clearly it must have been nine times out of ten it was like 
this is shit up. No, yeah, it, Let, yeah. Let's 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 do it. Let's move it. Another tune that you did that was wicked that was that used to remind me of you um, too was one of the early ones. You could have it all. Mm. It, that's the the riff at the start, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the, that kind of hot, that bellowing kind of. I've got a recording of that as well. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I'll, you're gonna have to dig all these. I'll out. dig it out. I'll dig it out. It's on the same session. We recorded. You can have it all. And how do you feel? Because they were both about seven minutes long. <laughs> and that's why we fucked all the, all the time that we could we afford could to pay. These. We could gig these two. Fifteen <laughs> minute slot. Bit of an interlude. Do a long intro. That's twenty minutes. They'll put us on for twenty minutes. <laughs> Remember, we sat there and listened to it on the tape, and I think we'd only paid for an hour on the car and in the car park. We and the geezers kind of kick us out and listen to two songs, half an hour each, just going on and on yeah. and on. The songs yeah, were, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I've got that. Yeah, and that that. Again, you sort of. I listened back to some of that, and it's. I, I you sometimes you cringe a little bit. I try not to because it's of a time, but you mm-hmm. think, you know, you can have it all. It was. It was all right. It, it did did what it did at the time, but. Um, I remember the feeling as as we were younger. It was euphoric, and yeah, I'm sure if I was to listen to it now, it would feel there'd be obvious, you know, rudimentary nature of mm. putting your song together, mm. you know. Yeah. But I do remember the uplifting, and this is something again I'm missing, even in the bands that I went on to do, you know, because we were a lot of it was electronic, digitized. That raw kind of the drummer starts fucking is it in the drums and then the bass comes and the guitars come and then the vocals and maybe harmonies just that just literally coming from people's physical bodies not just like you know yeah. dropping yeah. in some synth and dropping in some loops and which is great because it sounds great and done great stuff with it but I'm really back at that place where and you've said it if, if guitar bands are coming around if mm. it's not just because guitar bands are coming out it's because people are coming around to like hang on a minute we're getting fucking we're getting we're in wreck it ralph here, you know what i mean we're like we're in the internet we're just we're in the internet we're yeah. not we're not outside of it but you you can't there's nothing replacing that we will ever replace that feeling of when everything kicks in mm. and when we um power well i can't remember the song um we used to do a song we and i can't remember what it's called now but it was uh at the start oh um, um i've got a recording of that somewhere as well um, dun, 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 time won't dun, save you. Time, time won't save you. Yeah. Save that, that song, it was. I love that. That's, it's that's one of the ones I've listened back to on that same recording thing, and which I've got, and I'll send you. Um, we um, listened back to that, and I thought that that that's a that's a good song. Yeah. It didn't. We probably played everything too fast. I imagine if you did. listen to everything now, it's just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was. It, as a recording, some songs sound better live, and when you record them, they're not as good. Mm. But some songs you record, you think, oh, I'm not quite sure about this, but you record it and it lifts up. Mm. And that was that's one of them. That's one of them. And I remember thinking to myself when I heard that, I thought, fucking, this is big. Was it minor chords? And it, was stuff? A, it was a, a, a D to a, that was a D to a D minor. And then it was like, yeah, it was an A, it started, then it went to A minor. But I remember thinking, I don't, I didn't come into the, this is one of the things, I didn't come into the thing with that start. It was, Hang on a minute, right? This is the song, but let's do something different with the start. And we all put that together, mm. and, I, and no doubt from a direction of you, because you used to direct a lot, didn't you, back mm. in the day? And that's all I could do. Um, I wouldn't do anything else. Well, no, you <laughs> could just boss people. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it my way. Yeah. No, but we did, and it, and, it, and invariably the 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 structure of the song. I mean, it's something you said to me when I played you one of the other songs recently, and you said the structure of that song is. It's good because it's one of the things you've always picked up on straight away. Mm. I, I, I didn't have that really, but you were like, "Hang on a minute, we're going from the verse to the bridge, and then it needs to drop back down again, and then we'll probably bring it in again." And mm. that structure is something that you've I'm always trying, had. Trying to weave the the narrative a little bit, and not and not just drop it on your lap. Mm. You know what I mean? Just trying, you know, 
not make you guess, but kind of keep you <laughs> just on the edge of yeah, and, and, and then it and then it builds, and yeah. and that's one of the things. Like well, we were famous. We had the live right stomp, didn't we? we did. Which we probably overused. A bit, actually, <laughs> to be fair, I was, running, I was heavy on the drugs at that point, running out of ideas. <laughs> just fucking good. Just go on the straights. <laughs> just fucking bashing. <laughs> well, listen. This has been wonderful. I've loved this, Foz. It's been brilliant, mate. And um, I think, you know, we'll, 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 in the wake of obviously difficult news and as difficult as the news is and things that are happening, they do bind us, they do remind us, you know, that life is short. We're at that age anyway. I think, you know, midlife starts to creep in a bit and mm. you, you think, yeah, shit, I'm... I'm in my forties, and mm. that whole does life begin at forty. It better fucking do. <laughs> fucking hope and so. It does now because I am. So yes, it fucking <laughs> does. But you know, if if um, if we're lucky enough, the number one is everybody's healthy. That that, that, that is in this particular band. Um, things have happened that might stir us to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and if. If we can pull it off, if if it's a case that yeah yeah these five people are like yeah I'm up for that I've got some energy for that I I feel like that that that's cool. Who knows what might happen? Mm. We'll have to watch this space, won't we? We will. But it's been lovely to catch up with you, uh, mate. Wonderful. Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening to Chew the Cat podcast. Chew the cat. I, d I want to do my own work. Go on then. Very angry. And there you go. That was Mark Foster. That was Live Riot. That was um, really nice. Like I say, for me personally, in, in a time of a lot of nostalgia and looking back at a certain period of my life, yeah, those positive memories and those times and different recollections, yeah, really cool and... It's definitely interesting at the moment. Anything could happen. Everybody's chatting in the band and um, it would be a miracle if five people 15, 20 years later were were up for doing something. That would be a miracle in itself. And if we could get it, if we could get something rocking, yeah, it might be. It might be, um, might be really good fun. So we'll see what happens. So thank you to Mark. Okay, thank you sponsors. Thank you to Go Deep Flotation Therapy. GoDeep.com. You can find them, Google them, get yourself floating 10% code word chew. Thank you to Lincolnshire, cryolab.co.uk, 10% chew. Get in the get in there, get frozen, get get good, get feeling strong. Um thank you to Pod Bible. We look forward to having Stu on the podcast next week. I'm not sure when it'll go out, but really looking forward to that. So check out Pod Bible. You can get there, podbiblemag.com. Check out all the issues. You can re you can um request free ones for free as well. Get them posted out for the actual hard copy magazine. They are available in the Times, in select copies of the Times. I think there's forty two thousand that go out every other month. So um yeah, check them out, Pod Bible. If you want to find new pods, new things happening, new collaborations, interesting interviews, and so on, then check that out. Um, I guess, yeah. And listeners, thank you very much. People sending messages in Instagram. Uh, we don't do a great deal in Facebook, or certainly not in Twitter these days. I just cannot be arsed with it. It's just fuck. I never understood it, and I still don't. Um, but Instagram feels good because we just share literally the videos we don't have to chat our opinions it just is what it is so thank you for the lovely messages in there it's growing we're sort of ticking over there and subscribers on youtube as well you know we we hit a little target we wanted to get to um 
100 subscribers on YouTube by the by Christmas and 300 likes on Instagram and we look like we're on track for that. Um, so we thank you. We are very grateful. Send us a message. Um, send us a demo. If you're making music, if you're a producer, if you're in a band, if you've got stuff you're doing on your own and you've never played it out, whatever, send us it. Send it to chewthechatpodcast at gmail.com. Send it over. We've got a load to play. I've just ended up playing a lot of stuff recently that's been kind of synonymous with the interviews. Um, but do send them over. Send us your messages. Um, let us know who you are, what you're thinking, what you're doing. Um, and as I said in the intro, we've had people send us um, requests for guests of, that they know, people that are going to be interested in so Love that. Thank you, everybody. Right, I'm off camping again. So take care of yourselves. I'll see you again into the new world. Peace. Peace.